the reason these disturbances, they followed you to a new home, is because it's not the house that's haunted. It's your son. So, 1,100 men went in the war. 316 men come out of the sharks, took the rest June the 29th, 1945. Anyway, we delivered the bomb. Never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say, I'll be right back. She won't be back. Get another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back! I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. My name is Robert Hawkins. Approximately seven hours ago, uh, something attacked the city. Um, you found this. If you're watching this, then you know more about it than I do. California, stay away from me. Stay away from me. I'm, I'm, I'm coming here. John Doe has the upper hand. And on that day, Ahab will go to his grave, but he'll rise again within the hour. He will rise and beckon that all, all save one, shall follow. They're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. Hello, welcome once again to Dark Discussions, your place for the discussion of our film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I am one of your co-hosts, Phil, from the state of New Hampshire, in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I am well. Excellent. And Mike, in the state of New York, may be joining us a little later for now. Uh, he's uh, got some uh, work-related... He's Yes, he's, he's, he had to work late, uh, because actually I just got back from... Probably something that the same he, he did too, which is uh, he's a school teacher, and we went to visit our daughter's uh, classrooms tonight. And I just got back a few minutes ago, so maybe Mike had to do the same thing as a school teacher in his district. So, uh, open house, they call it open house. Uh, anyway, uh, so he'll be joining us. Uh, and then in uh, Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you, sir? Good. Excellent. And uh, Connecticut American. This is Chrissy. Chrissy, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm Very happy much. to be here. I miss you guys. And as well, as well. Um, all right. So we did get to see you uh, in person. That was pretty awesome at uh, Mystic. So that was uh, pretty cool. Yeah, that weekend. was really fun. That was a really fun weekend. It was so much it was. fun. Yeah, it was a great You weekend. had so much fun, you made yourself sick. Yep. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I did. But that's okay, though. You know what? That's just life and getting old. Yeah, yeah, we, we got is. to meet we got to meet Nate too, and he actually came down and sick too. Yeah, yeah, we we were not we were not doing so well toward the end there, but that's okay. Uh, hey, listen, at least it wasn't contagious, and we didn't infect you all with stuff, right? So, Ruth, <laughs> I still felt so, bad for you. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Well, you know what it is. I, I, we still both feel like we're young, and we have issues, and we really should not be eating lots of greasy things and stuff yep. like that. So, but whatever, it's fine. the The real joy of the weekend was just seeing all you guys, and we had a good yeah, time. It was a blast. It was really yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always it's always a good good thing. Yeah, always a good time. Um, all right. So, uh, first off, uh, today is September twenty eighth. 2023 that we're recording this because sometimes uh, our listeners such as Pam are always curious when we record our episodes because 
uh, well, it's uh, what we call um, sometimes not coming out immediately. In other words, uh, we, we record the episodes and then they, they're thrown in the queue and sometimes they come out the very next week and sometimes they come out four months later. So uh, for some folks like Pam who are curious, uh, she'll know when this was recorded if it fails to her uh, four months too late. But uh, this one should probably come out within the next uh, three to four weeks anyway. But we do have a special 600th episode that we're going to be doing shortly. Uh, so uh, people should go to our Facebook group where there will be a poll. Um, and uh, also, uh, we do have a brand new unopened Blu-ray of The Conjuring, which uh, will be given away as a, uh, I guess, a, a prize to our listeners. Uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So uh, folks who want to uh, participate in that, um, I don't know. Eric, what do you think? What, what would be a good good thing to have our listeners do, and we're not going to announce it on. Dude, don't put me on a spot like this. Ah, so you just <laughs> good stuff, Barrett. What you about have you? all the best ideas, Eric. <laughs> I have crappy ideas. I don't know why Phil would even think to ask me. But you ask me next ideas. week. I'll call it something. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So, if, uh, people, uh, uh, get ready to uh, um, do well, something. Yeah, do something. Maybe, maybe we'll definitely need an email. That, that right, write another story about my cat. I don't know. Yeah, but, but, but an email, I mean email, uh, for sure. Uh, so, so we'll, we'll uh, think of something for next week's episode. Um, anyway, uh, who are we? We are Dark Discussions Podcast, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. Dark Discussions Podcast is a weekly podcast that comes out uh, usually near the end of each week, Friday. Usually this week, it's actually coming out on Sunday, uh, October first. Uh, but um, it's basically we talk about horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, techno thrillers, mysteries, grindhouse, outhouse, midnight movies, cult films, foreign language films, uh, grindhouse, uh, drive-in, and the like. Basically, we try to talk intelligently about a genre that deserves intelligence. Ooh, uh, we do have. No, I got it. Yes. Uh, go ahead. I got it. Here, here it is. Listeners need to submit to us, um, and we will take all submissions and then draw one at random. Um. An out of out of the ordinary Halloween watch, and by that what I mean is it cannot be trick or treat, and it cannot be from a franchise. So anything that has more than one in a series can't be a Conjuring, can't be a Nightmare, can't be a can't Friday, be et cetera, et cetera. Be, so give Halloween us give us a suggest a, a suggestion for a good Halloween watch that's not trick or treat or a franchise. Wow, that is really great, actually. That That's is a cool. great idea. It yeah, is, so te- this is a great idea. Yeah, so technically folks can uh, actually choose not only win The Conjuring uh, Blu-ray, but also choose our Halloween special episode. So that's actually a really cool idea. All right, let's do it. That's it. And you email us, uh, basically write in the subject line to your email Conjuring. You have to write the word conjuring because otherwise we'll never see your email because we get hundreds of emails every day from uh, publicists trying to get us to review their films and uh, your email will be lost in the shuffle. But if you type in conjuring as the subject, then I just do a search in my email box for conjuring and boom, all the conjuring emails will pop up. So uh, that's how you do it. Uh, Dark discussions at AOL.com is the email. Um, 
Also, we do have a website, www.darkdiscussions.com. Eric, what else can people find on www.darkdiscussions.com? They can find a link to our Patreon account. Patreon allows you to financially contribute to your online artists like us. Producing this show is not free. We have to pay for things like uh, shipping Blu-rays and domain names <laughs> and website hosting and movie rentals and so on and so forth. So if you'd like to help offset the cost of producing this show, that's how you can do it. You can go to patreon.com slash dark discussions or click on the Patreon badge on any page of darkdiscussions.com. And, you know, contributions are greatly appreciated. Indeed, indeed. Uh, now, uh, one of our new features that we do is our top ten uh, podcasts of the past 30 days, or month, if you prefer. And uh, I got them here for uh, the Dark Discussions News Network. Uh, so the, the f- number ten is Boa Hancock and the One Piece Podcast, episode four, The Pirates Are Coming, just released today. So it's uh, just popped up in our top ten. Uh, then number nine is uh, a film that I was actually just talking to with uh, Christy about. Uh, Incident in a Ghostland. It comes in number nine, our episode 592 of the Dark Discussions podcast. Uh, number uh, eight, again, we were just talking about it uh, right here on, on the podcast, which is episode number 591, where we met in Mystic, Connecticut, and watched The Last Voyage of the Demeter, and actually recorded that in Leo Pond's living room. Uh, then number seven, uh, ten, nine, yep, seven is Boa Hancock and the One Piece podcast, episode three, Tell No Tales. And then uh, six is Boa Hancock and the One Piece podcast, episode one. Wow, um, we are on fire. Yeah, season debut, Romance Done. And then episode five is Boa Hancock and the One Piece podcast, episode two, The Man in the Straw Hat. Then episode four is episode 595 of Dark Discussions, uh, which is uh, the Spanish-language film Venus from Spain. Uh, Then we have episode 594 as number three, and that was the film Nefarious, 2023, possibly the best film of the year. We'll find out at the end of the year where it falls on our lists. And then number two uh, is Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews, Volume 54, The Suicide Squad, the James Gunn film, where we had a, a large cast of uh, reviewers, myself, Barrett, Kevin Letch, Sean Fox, Mike Dunleavy, and Amy Rain. Uh, and then, number one, the best film of the year, Episode 593, Bad Things. <laughs> that was a little facetious. You were being sarcastic. Yes, yes, that was the worst film I've ever seen. Ever. I was just telling Phil. I made <laughs> That's not hyperbole. I made it through ten minutes of bad things, and I made it through seven minutes of Skinnamarink. <laughs> and then I was like, "I'm done." We're I'm pretty close to each other in bad. I have a question. Yes, sir. Uh, were any of those uh, from the first 150 episodes of the podcast? No. Maybe you should put those online where people can access them. Yeah, yeah. I got I to put up the, the the original 150 episodes there. <laughs> they, they haven't been loaded up yet. So uh, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll do like five a week or something. Be, be, also, I, I, I have a follow-up on one of those movies you listed off. Yes. For some reason, listening to podcasts recently um, – all of a sudden, there seems to be some question as to how to pronounce the name of the ship. Is it Demeter 
or I've heard some people say Demeter. Never heard that before recently. Ah, uh, never. I've never heard never. that before. Never. They even say it in the preview, Demeter. I'm I'm pretty sure. All right. Yeah, I think I in the movie, that, yeah, because it was like I heard it on two different podcasts recently. I was like, "What does what's going on?" Well, so I will. Can't just answer is if we rewatch the film, they say it a few times in the movie itself. They do, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it, anyway. it is. I mean, I've always known it to be Demeter, but I will say, um, Eric, that I have heard a lot of. I think in the last five to six years, I have heard more crazy incorrect pronunciations of things than I have ever heard in my life. So I hey, do not you know, know what, what I have what, an explanation for it. Wait, yeah, can you People please? People suck. Yeah, yeah. that's kind well, of well, education system well, does anyway. It's so awful. It's just like <laughs> well, where do you get that from that? Like do, do, did you well, do phonics? Oh wait, I guess you didn't. Well, well, skinnamarink. I think we're mispronouncing it because I, I told Barrett offline a couple of days ago. I think it's called stinkamarink. <laughs> but, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, be and by the way, by the way, Phil, you keep on comparing movies to that and saying they're just as bad. I think yeah. from here forward, every time you make that comparison, you're required to watch Skinamarink again because I don't think you actually remember how bad it was. Yeah, well, I think he's I, right. I think he's right about that. I, I got to agree with Eric because it really it it's going to be my worst film of the year. But Bad Things is a close second. I will agree. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, neither yeah. of you have watched The Outwaters. I have yeah. not watched The Outwaters. That is true. Yeah, no. I should just check it to, to see how bad yeah, I'm going to have to watch it. Just so <laughs> you don't have about. to watch it. I'm just saying. Well, I need to know that it's, you know, just as bad as Skinamarink. Well, okay, then then you don't get to blame me because I'm warning you. Hey, I didn't hey, Chris, any, that one. The out, anybody for Giant. What's it called again? Outcasters or something? The Outwaters. Outwaters. The Outwaters. That's, that's a found footage, so you may want to check that out. Yes, and and I know I have heard that it was so bad, but because it is found footage, I will tr- <laughs> I have decided I will try it and see how far I get. Okay, I one more just, time, yep. one more time. I have warned you all. You don't get to blame me. I, I will not never blame you, blame you okay. for that. Never. No, I would never blame you. <laughs> you know what's I funny would absolutely is absolutely never blame you. No, there is a, a there's a new horror film on uh, Tubi. Eric, go ahead. Tubi. Um, and I decided to watch it just because it's it's just on Tubi. It's something they had produced. And I started watching it. And I was like, oh, my God, this movie's so bad. I stopped it in, like, five minutes. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of bad films coming out. Yeah. yeah this, this is a year that's been – oh, Cobweb. That was terrible. Oh, my God. Terrible. Um, and so, I don't know. It's just been a lot of films. Bad, bad, a lot of bad films. A lot of bad films. It's not a good year for films. It hasn't been a strong year. I'll agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, so so um, we, we got through our house cleaning, and that, actually that was a, a fun topic right there. Actually, I like talking about bad films because it's it it I don't know. It just makes <laughs> me know that that the world can be a bad place sometimes. But I don't know what it is. Something about it makes it, it's funny. It's funny. That's what it is. Anyway, um, so we are now at the. A uh, time where we will get to talk about. Um, oh, the time our sprockets going to be dots. <laughs> yes, yeah, so let's do it. Let's do it. So, uh, Eric, uh, what is the topic that we're going to discuss tonight? <laughs> tonight, we're going to be discussing a movie that's currently in theaters, but not for long, uh, <laughs> called It Lives Inside. 
mom used to tell us stories. The ayah said, never to sleep with a bad feeling in our hearts. Because there's a dark thing that feeds on those feelings. What is the deal with Tamara? Is she doing all right? My stomach drops every time she like appears out of thin air like that. Something in here. You can't see it. But it lives inside. Inside is currently at theaters, and uh, it is a film released by some company called Neon. Um, they and actually released a bunch of movies that I enjoy. Oh, okay, so I, I'm, I'm new to them. Uh, maybe I'm not new to them, and I just didn't know. But uh, this is the, this this one I noticed that it they was released Neon. a movie earlier this year that got some buzz called uh, How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Oh, oh yeah. I, heard, I think I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. film the film actually debuted this year at South by Southwest, so that was uh, earlier in the in the year that was March. Uh but uh it was released uh everywhere, uh meaning theaters, on September twenty second, twenty twenty three, uh at least in the United States. Uh the film is uh written and directed by Michelle Duda and uh based off a story by Michelle Duda and Ashish Mehta. Uh, the film uh, stars mostly folks are unknown to, to, to my knowledge, but I'll, I'll give their names. Uh, Megan Suri, Nehru Bajwa, Mohana Krishnan, Vic Sahay, and Gage Marsh, uh, Beatrice Kitsos, and Betty Gabriel. Uh, the film um, has grossed about $3 million um, since it's released. Um, I'm not sure um, where that fell in, in box office, but uh, that, that that's what we got. Uh, the film is receiving um, uh, interesting reviews. Um, it is receiving about 61%, I think it is, um, by critics, but uh, viewership by audience uh, has it uh, fairly low. Uh, Barrett mentioned it. Uh, to me offline, but uh, and so so we'll we'll talk about it was that. Last time I looked, uh, I was just looking. I was looking at a Google when I went on Google. It showed the audience reviews, and they are pretty bad. 
Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so if I go to Rotten Tomatoes uh, and see what they say for audience reviews. Yeah, you said it was 2.1 out of 5. On a 5-point scale, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which isn't too good. Uh, and it's only getting 51% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes by audiences, 61% by reviewers. Uh, IMDb, uh, the film, is getting 57 um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, a mixed, mixed film. Uh, it's a PG-13 film, uh, so folks, um, can actually see it if you're under the age of 18 in the U.S. of A. Um, and so that's pretty much it. So I guess we'll get into, uh, how we heard about this film and what we thought about it. So, uh, what's up with you, Eric? Um, I believe I listened to a trailer for this when we went to, uh, Last Voyage of the Demeter. Um, and then I saw it coming up on, uh, I was just, every week I checked the theater, see if anything new is coming out, and, and I saw it uh, come out in theaters. Uh, and I always like to take an opportunity to go support horror in a theater. So I was like, hey, guys, let's do this. All right, sounds good. And your, your thoughts? Um, I liked the movie. Um, a lot of people are ragging on it. I didn't think it was that bad. Um I it's it's a little slow paced in in spots so I can I can understand the struggle with that um but I really enjoyed um the uh, honestly the story about the girl was the the interesting part of the movie to me about her uh struggle with uh trying to fit in in American society and uh kind of forsaking her heritage and then coming back around um that was the part of the story that actually interested me but uh yeah, so I thought it was I thought it was a decent movie. Um, if we were to do a top ten for the year today, it would probably be there just because I haven't seen ten movies, ten horror movies better than it yet this year. Uh, we were just discussing about how it hasn't, hasn't been a strong year though, so that's that's part of the equation. Um, so yeah, uh, I thought this movie was decent. Um, I enjoyed the the story about the uh, the immigrant daughter. Um, the actual horror part of the movie was a little weaker, uh, but I but I thought it got better towards the end of the movie. All right, sounds good. Uh, let's go for you, Chrissy. I uh, heard of this. Um, I saw a preview before I went to go see Talk. It was with Talk to Me, um, and it immediately piqued my interest because I have a genuine interest in. Um, in anything involving Indian folklore, Indian mythology. So I was going to go see it regardless. Um, and uh, that's how I ended up with you guys tonight. I saw that Eric was at the theater seeing it, and I hit Phil and said, hey, I'm I'm going this weekend. Is there any chance you guys are doing it this week? Because I'm going. Um, so I, I actually, I liked it. Um, I'm not really of the agreement that it was slow in portions. I honestly have seen movies this year that horror films that were so slow, they were like not breathing. So I thought that this was actually pretty decent in terms of pacing. Um, but then again, I also felt like it was more of a dark drama, um, and so that's a little bit different. It's not really, in my opinion, a dark drama with supernatural elements or, like, magic realism is is a completely different kind of storytelling than, like, your typical horror film. Um, 
I thought it was well-structured. There was sufficient mystery to keep it going. Um, In retrospect, I wasn't sure at first if I really liked the opening sequence or if it was necessary, Um, although it was good that we didn't exactly figure out what that was connected to. I thought they didn't, you know, until the movie unfolded. Um, I have a lot of comments about the excellent, like, use of single effect. And, I mean, there's a lot going on in here. Um, But you have to look a little deeper. Um, I did not care for the shift at the end. I thought it was a tonal shift, and we'll talk about that later. Um, But overall, I did like it. However, I will say this. um, If you watch something like Ghost Stories, which is like a collection of four short Indian films, I believe you can find it on Netflix or whatever. if that is representative of Indian horror, then yes, it definitely is dif- differently structured. Um, they definitely do not structure their their horror tales the way that we structure ours. Um, so that is something to keep in mind when you see this. Um, also, I did see it with open caption, which is where the opens the captions are on the screen, uh, just because it was the most convenient time for me to go and. And I'm kind of glad I did um, because it allowed me to really, you know, see everybody's names and be able to put faces with names and and hear all of the dialogue and all of that. So, um, but overall, yeah, I liked it. I I don't, you know, and I laugh every time people's like, oh yeah, they gave this movie bad reviews. I'm like, yeah, and these are the same people who said Skinnamarink was, you know. Um, Jesus is crap or whatever. Like so, you know, I can't, I can't really take them seriously. But yeah, I thought it was good. I, I, I would recommend it. You know, um, but anyway, and I'm going to talk a lot tonight about the folklore part of it too, because I think you guys would find that interesting. All right, that's it. All right, sounds good. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, well, yeah, I hated Skinner Marink. Um, and uh, I also hated this film, too. So I'm, I'm an exception where I think they both sucked. Uh, this film is terrible, horrendous, one of the worst films I think I'll ever review on this podcast. It was boring. It was too long. I would have walked out of the film if we weren't doing an episode on it. I actually think it was worse than Bad Things in Skin and Rink because I actually had to pay $14 to see this. Well, at least those were on streaming. Um, I didn't like the girl's story about her ethnicity and then going back. Uh, I, myself, and my brother and sister had to live with that type of thing as well, being um, basically Latino, living in an all-Irish town where my brother would deny that he was even Portuguese um, and uh, racial slurs and all that. We got all that crap. But And then we had our uncle would would say, you should be into your culture. And it's like, uh, I I don't know what you're talking about. We we were born in the States. We're we're here. I mean, you know, whatever. And and dad isn't even Portuguese. He's he's mostly French with a lot of Basque in him, which is also uh, Iberian. So I didn't like her story. I I thought the the story was just slow, boring. I don't know. It was just terrible. I I would not recommend the film. Um, Barrett, what do you got? Um, so I, I think I saw this preview when we went to see the last voyage of the Demeter when we were in, uh, Mystic. Um, I am kind of somewhere in between Phil and, and Eric and Christy. Um, I thought I, I liked the monster in this movie. I thought it looked cool. Um, I was very bored in this movie and I think I missed some things. Uh, 
I don't know why I missed them. I was watching the whole time, but <laughs> some things went over me. There are people that seemed to get killed and come back, and I, I don't know. It just didn't work for me. Um, I think it, plot-wise, from beginning to end, it followed its structure um, until the tonal shift that Christy's talking about. But it just it didn't work for me the, the way I would hope would have hoped that it worked for me because I thought the preview looked really good. And I like Indian folklore a lot as well. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I wouldn't hit my top ten. Yeah, yeah, this this won't be on my top ten or top twenty for that matter. Um, All right, so uh, that's our reviews. Uh, I think we have a a wiki arc. Wiki, wiki. An Indian-American teenager struggling with her cultural identity has a falling out with her former best friend and in the process unwittingly releases a demonic entity that grows stronger by feeding on her loneliness. All right, sounds good. So uh, basically um, that's our reviews and that's the IMDB or Wiki, I should say. And uh, what we do here now on the Dark Discussions podcast, for those who are new to the podcast or even our regular listeners, uh, basically we not only review, but we critique and dissect our topic. So uh, what we do at a certain point, we will throw up a spoiler alert. And at that point, uh, we will talk about Anything and everything related to the film, so such as what the producers, writers, screener, writer, directors, whatever, we're trying to say, how it relates to society. Uh, as, as Chrissy mentioned, it could be cultural, uh, folklore, uh, things that are, are topical that are related to specific scenes. Um, Eric mentioned the, the, um, the, and actually the wiki uh, did as well, the, the um, culture, uh, being American, but culturally different and going back and forth. So so there will be a lot of stuff that can be talked about, whether the film is good or bad. Um, and we'll throw up that spoiler alert at a certain point. But before we do that, what we usually do is just talk about general stuff. And general stuff could be um, things like uh, Indian horror films uh, or or technically this is American horror film, but, but Indian cultural in, in horror films. Or we could talk about... Um, uh, Neon, uh, the, the company that released the film, or we can talk about things like that that aren't necessarily spoilers to the film, but could generally be topical. Um, so uh, at this point, um, that's uh, what we do here, and I guess we can get into our non-spoiler section of the podcast, uh, which is uh, general stuff. Uh, so uh, where do we want to go? I mentioned Barrett. We were gonna. I was gonna bring you up to bring tell us about um, the audience reviews. Uh, but again, um, we, we already talked about that, so we don't have yep. to go start there. So, uh, where do, do people want to start instead? Uh, what do we want to talk about? Um, I will say that I found myself for the first three quarters of the movie getting very frustrated um, by not getting a good look at at the uh, well. The Woogie always said there's a demonic entity, so we didn't get a good look at it for the first three quarters of the movie, and I was getting frustrated with that. Uh, we finally, we finally get a good look at it toward towards the end of the movie. Um, so yeah, um, and I, I don't totally disagree with Baron's comments about it being a little bit uh, confusing because I'm, I'm, I mean, I got on board quickly. Um, once they came back around to something that happened towards the beginning of the movie. Um, but it was not clear <laughs> when, when, when it happened at first. So we'll get into that in the sport of the section. Yes, please help me. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I found everything completely clear. 
I was watching well, I mean, very closely. I had no bored. problem. Yeah, yeah, it could be because <laughs> well, you were, yeah. so you were Yeah, but everything. also I've noticed, too, that in general, like, there's a lot of horror films that I try to watch that are full of holes and full of crap that doesn't make sense. And people run around going, this is great. And I figured out that the reason is they don't pay attention. They just sit there and they're playing on their phones or they're doing whatever. And this is why they're not focused. Like, if you're going to go to a movie, you need to focus. And I'm not well, saying that's what focused. you guys did. It's just boring. But, it was just boring, so I was just missing things, I think. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, well, I, and, and Christy has a fair point about, um, you know, um, things can be confusing if you're not paying attention. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that's fair. But, but, again, it can be just so boring that you you just space out, lose interest as well. So I, I don't I don't even think that is is the fault of the audience member. Um, like I said, I would have just walked out of the film if we weren't doing a podcast on it. I felt it would suck that bad. But it again, why, why was it so uninteresting to you and Barrett? I don't I don't it, understand. It was, well, it's like you 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 kind of said part of it, which is it was just really boring. It wasn't. It was too long. So just it was a slow pace. It, it wasn't scary at all. Uh, the, a lot of the characters were kind of annoying. Even the backstory of the 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 demon and and the original family and the girl that used to be her friend, um, I didn't think was filled in enough to to really make me care. And and so it it was a horror film that. The only unique part about it was that it was related to Indian mythology and mm-hmm. the Hindu religion. Otherwise, it it had nothing with it that that made it interesting or or even scary. I, I just was bored. I, I literally there was nothing. I, I will say I'm very happy that there was a lot of quiet scenes, like when she and the mother were talking at the table about what may be going on when the mother's finally getting on board. They, they had no music, no sound effects, and it was just them. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was pretty cool. It was like, oh, that's really awesome. But besides that, nothing about the film really, really made me have any enjoyment of watching it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. By the way, I, I don't think that's a correct characterization about the mother getting on board. I think it was the daughter getting on board, but we'll talk about it later. Yeah. yeah. I think, too, this is a very feminine movie. There are a lot of things in here that are metaphors for um, the female struggle in society, the, especially, you know, in India and Indian culture and their family structure and stuff like that. There's a lot of that in here. And if, I don't know, it might be because I am female that I picked up on a lot of that stuff and knew exactly what was going on because I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a conversation that we have all the time. So that yeah. could be part I, of it. Too. I would, Correct um, me if I'm yeah. wrong. From this movie, I got the impression that it's a pretty patriarchal society and the and the oh, mothers yeah. pretty much are resigned to the traditional stay-at-home and yes. cook clean role. Yeah, that – and I there's a the comment – yeah, without being you do, spoilery. I think yeah. I do too. I think I do too. Yeah. We work for the same without company. Being, That's what I know. Without, without being spoilery, there is the one comment that the daughter makes to the mother, and she says, you just want to be a Desi housewife. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of – the word Desi, the, the way they describe it um, – 
it's kind of a word that's sort of general, but it's a loose term kind of used to describe, um, you know, the cultures, the products of the Indian, like, area, the subcontinent, and the diaspora, and it comes from Sanskrit, but the way she spits it, it's, like, derogatory. Oh, that was great. That was a good scene. I, I It was a that. good scene. And she was like, the- why... Yeah, she was like, why the fuck did we come here if you're just going to be a housewife and do jack shit is pretty much what she says to her mm-hmm. mom. Because well, I had a lot actually, of that I, stuff, I but and I caught that in particular, but I just didn't think it was presented as, like, maybe for you it was presented well, but I didn't feel it was presented well. well, so well that, I, I, no, I think it was not presented well at all because we don't know really anything about the mother's background. So was she a medical doctor in India or something? We, we don't know anything. And then also – Right, but hold I, on I, a I, second. I, I like yeah, but this is a mother-daughter like, story, I, I, Phil. You're not a I, girl. Boom. I, I, I knew you were going to say that. I told Barrett, I go, Chris is going to bring up the mother-daughter thing about the film. But let me – I thought the better scene was when – the mother says, I can't believe you're dissing our culture and trying to be like one of them, meaning, mm-hmm. I guess, it's Caucasians and whoever else that, that is, quote, unquote, considered American. And I was like – and the daughter was like – another point, she says, was, why, why did you come here if if you weren't going to mm-hmm. become American? You know, it's like, what do you, what's your point? You know, so uh, the, the whole thing was, was – was um, things I could relate to because of, of my my grandparents came over off the boat too. But the the whole whole thing, the conversations, they, they weren't. There wasn't enough background uh, of of the mother. But anyway, go on, Christian, about the mother daughter thing you were going to say. Well, what I was just going to say about that is that there is there is a moment where. The two daughters are in the locker room and the friend, you know, one of her friends and says, oh, I'm they, they talk a little bit about becoming their mothers. Right. And one of the fears that is inside and probably guys, too. Right. I'm sure you guys sit there and go, Jesus, I don't want to be like my dad. Right. Well, well um, I, 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 right. Actually, yeah. I don't want to be or like I my mother. I do want to be like my dad or whatever. Right. Well, my women, mother was my, or my dad. I, my mother was my best friend and I was my mother's favorite. Right. But my point is, there is an inherent fear, I think. I know I can speak for myself, and I know I can speak for my immediate circle of friends. I cannot speak beyond that because I can't sit here and generalize and go, every woman in the world feels this. But most women I know, we have an inherent fear of aging, of, you know, the whole menopause thing. Um, the periods, the menstruation, these are massive changes and, and, and um, physical changes that men don't go through. And yeah, I don't think so that's what fair. That, I don't think that's that fair. We, we go through our own changes. You have your changes. Right. But what I'm saying is we have an inherent fear of ending up like our moms. And I have an so inherent fear of ending up as my parents, All, the both of them. I watch them every day as they get older. I know, but with women, things are a little bit different. I'm not saying men don't go through changes, but there's a very different bond because we give birth to things, and you guys don't give birth to things, and that's a whole different ballgame. That's what I'm saying. So for me, when she was spitting, you don't want to be a Desi, your Desi housewife, 
that didn't matter what the fuck the mom did before. It didn't matter what the fuck the mom didn't want to be before. It didn't matter. We didn't need to know. Clearly, she's never been anything but a housewife, right? She never had some career in India or whatever. That, to me, was very clear, I thought. But basically, the daughter was saying, I don't want to become you. And yet the reality is all of us, male or female, we are doomed to become just like our parents. We're all going to end up going through the same changes, no matter our gender, and we're all going to die. And that's really what this is about. It's just that I think girls talk about it more, and they, they because they obsess on things. I know, I'm a girl. We obsess on that shit more. And I don't think men do that as much. And Chris, that's Chris, my point. I think I, disagree uh, that, I have but... to I have to disagree about <laughs> the background of the mother because again, I, I I don't think it was clear. Again, that was my that's just my opinion. Maybe, maybe to you it was clearer, but I could have saw this woman maybe as a, not just a housewife in India because this family didn't look like they were wealthy family. They, they looked I mean... like typical middle class. So they can't seem to me like maybe they came to the states. And, you know, the father, I don't even know what he did for a living, but he was working late hour, night time shift or whatever. So yeah, that, that was intentionally vague. Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe they were, they could have been college degrees, but when they came to the States, they just became working class folk like we've seen. Right, the but there's not but, a lot of opportunity for women in India. That's why they come here, because right. there's not a lot there. They are expected to stay at home. And, and that's, that's why, why her the daughter gets mad at well, yeah. but you know, but but you know, whether that's true or not, at least my experience with Indian folk that I, because we work with a lot, me and Barrett do. There's a lot of them are, are women, and yeah. and and they're white collar professionals. And I'm not saying that a housemaker is a bad thing by any means, but I I don't think it's as rampant in mo- modern India as the the stereotype of what India used oh, to be. No, I, I think it's still rampant, Phil. You do? Okay. That, that's why they, they come here. For so, so, But a lot of the women that we work with that's why are, are they're here in India, like Bindu and, and, and stuff like that. They're, they're yes, because they came here and got the education and stuff. That's the whole point. That's what I'm trying to well, say. No, no, no. I think it was clear that she was trapped in the other world. They didn't have to say it. You know, for me, they didn't. I, I, hang on. I, I don't want this to devolve in an, into an argument. Yeah, um, we should get it, back to For me, so. it was clear in the movie that this family moved here because the father got a job. Yep. I don't know what the job is. It feels right about that. It was, yeah, it was totally vague. vague. Um, yep. But, um, and that the the mother is longing for the traditional lifestyle. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's made clear by the scenes at the beginning of the movie when she's trying to get her daughter to help her prepare for this. Um, I don't know if religious is the right word, but it's some kind of cultural um, ceremonial holiday. Um, and she's trying to involve her daughter, and her daughter doesn't want anything to do with it. Um, and I thought that was enough to to make all the relationships clear. Well, and honestly, not everyone's the same just because – a majority of women in India are in that position. Not every one of them wants to be out of that position. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, and, and also, yeah. also the, 
the, the relationship between the mother and daughter in this didn't make me feel like it was c- cultural. It felt like just a teenager saying, "I don't want to be here," just like they would say, "Dad or Ma, I want to." I'm, I'm going over to my buddy's house, and, and then they say, "Yeah, oh, that's part of it." We're oh no, I agree with we're you. We're celebrating yeah. Christmas today. I don't care. I'm going to see my girlfriend or my boyfriend. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that was a very normal. That was more coming from a place of her frustration. Because her mom, there's friction between her and her mom just because of that very normal teenage mom-daughter dynamic. That's where it all, that's like, you know, you're going to get that anywhere. Like, it doesn't matter. That's always going to happen because that's just the way things roll. But then I think it was, but then she starts pulling out the cultural weapons, you know what I mean? And taking it a step further. Yeah, Yeah. and their culture is different, very different. And their families are more close. In, in large families, so yeah, we have well, a lot I, smaller families in the U.S. Right, right. But but what is there? I mean, obviously, they, you can tell they're Indian just for the, as Mike would always say. You just you just look at them because they of their um, they're people of color, right? So so you you know any American or, or any person, black, white. Latino, Asian would know. Okay, that's a person from most likely Asia. Um, but again, is is there experience coming over uh, culturally any different than my grandparents when they came over from from other Maybe. Iberian Peninsula? Maybe uh, I don't I don't I don't know. Maybe yeah. Well, maybe because because of their religion for sure and 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 food choices maybe. But in the United States, my my grandparents, you know, they they, they were Catholic, so they could fit in, I guess, a little. Same, but but you know they they had to learn English. They had to do all this. They they probably you know these folks probably knew English before they came over. My my mine didn't. You know, so it's like what what I mean. It's it's just a struggle that any ethnic person from another country has to experience. Right. So they weren't saying uh, it was different than everybody else. Okay. I, I, yeah. No, they were just going. They were showing a microcosm of them and what they were going through. Right. Yeah. So I think Chris yeah. is right. I think you're right, Chrissy, that this film is is not just being a horror film. I think they're using the Indian family and their culture and the generational thing and immigrants as the the drama part that you were mentioning, and and then the horror was just something that they placed on yeah. top. Yeah. So totally. Yeah. yeah. I would, and, I would and agree you know, with that. Yeah, and you know what's interesting? If you guys watch that ghost stories that I mentioned, the four Indian film shorts. Yeah, I remember you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. All of those are are the same type of thing, and that's why I'm wondering if I have not seen enough Indian horror films to know, but I have read a lot of Indian horror short stories, and it seems to me that this is kind of the same thing. The family is at the center, and it's usually making comments about, I don't know, whatever they want to, whatever the writer or the creator wants to make a comment about through the lens of the family um, and what and the drama. And then there's like, oh, here's a horror thing. Here's some folklore. Here's some – it just seems to follow that type of structure. And granted, I have not seen enough Indian horror movies to say they all do that, but I've seen this structure before. So maybe I, that's why I didn't think it was slow because maybe I'm just used to watching that. You know, I mean, fair I enough. Mean, I, right? I felt the slowness a little, a little bit, clearly not as much as Phil and Barrett. Um, but the the thing with the culture and the horror – 
um, the the way they tied it into the story here, I kind of liked because what happens is okay, mm. we've got these two teenage girls who both were from Indian immigrant families, right? They're best friends. They get to high school, and uh, Sam is like, "I want to fit in. We got to we yeah. got to stop acting like Indians and start acting like Americans, right?" Mm-hmm. And so they drift apart. And I think that's something that most people can relate to. You know, there's always that, that yeah. friend from elementary school that you stop talking to when you get to high school. Or, so, or they stop talking to you. One of or they stop talking to you, yeah. So yeah. I think that's relatable. And then throughout the movie, the Sam, the teenage daughter, is trying really hard not to be a part of her uh, heritage. Uh, she doesn't want to participate in, in the holiday ceremonies. She doesn't want to do any of that. Um, and so when her friend comes to her and tells her everything our parents told us is true, she hits she hits the jar out of her hand. She doesn't want to hear about it. Um, and she's in a bit of denial for a while as to what's actually going on. And that was probably the most frustrating part of this movie for me is that for too long of the movie, in my opinion, um, she was just trying to understand and deal with this thing when she had a resource, (laughs) right? Because even her friend told her, it's what her parents told us is true. She could have gone to her parents and been like, I think this might be true. Kids never do that. You know, they first try to deal with it on their own and then fuck it up. But also, also, she doesn't know she's in a horror film, right? True, true. But once she starts putting things together, um, I really enjoyed once they got to the point where um, she did start. Like, my favorite part of the movie is that she, she did eventually start working with her mother. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was. I sit down. That I was talking about, where they, it was quiet and it was just him talking. Yeah, that was a really beautiful scene too. Because as far as you know, we all know we've seen enough horror movies. Here's the big explanation scene, right? Mm-hmm. But I felt like that explanation scene was handled really beautifully. Like it, it wasn't like it let worked. me hit you on the head with a hammer. Let me describe all this shit after I just went to a library. Like, it wasn't any of that. Like, it was just like, let's have this talk. And and it was enough information so that we could understand it, but it wasn't like, oh, let's explain the whole history of these demons and let's do all – I mean, they did a little bit with the history because of the way the film ended. Mm-hmm. There was one little portion there that they had to put in there so that they could link it to the end when we get to right. spoilers. Um, but other than that, it was pretty quick and down and dirty. Um, as far as this thing goes, maybe this is a good time before spoilers. So the holiday that they're celebrating is Durga Puja. Um, I, Puja is, I think, the general term. I am not Indian. I do not pretend to be Indian. I just like this stuff, so I read a lot about it. Um, and I think it's the general term for, like, a worship service or a high holy day or a ritual. Um, so is it, and is then, it correct to characterize it as a religious holiday? Yes. Okay. Yes, it's definitely religious. Yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, she says it on the bus, right, when she's explaining yeah. to one of her friends. She goes, it's about a demon that killed – uh, a god that killed a demon, and we we saw we celebrate that, and that yeah. So well, so. it's interesting because what it is is it's Durga 
Puja. So that's the celebration of Durga. And it's one of their biggest Hindu festivals. It's a big Hindi festival. And it's held for 10 days, um, usually in September, October. I think this year, I looked it up, it's October 20th this year um, is when it starts. And it celebrates the victory of, this is from Encyclopedia Britannica. I'm just going to read it. Durga Puja celebrates the victory of the goddess Durga over the demon king Mahishasura. It begins on the same day as Navratri, which is a nine-night festival in many northern and western Indian states, I guess, that more broadly celebrates the divine feminine. Um, So basically, what it is, is Phil's right, she defeated... um, she defeated this demon. So what it was was the demon was arrogant and greedy. And he's been described as like a buffalo demon or he's like associated with buffalo. And there's like artwork all over Nepal and India that depicts him and stuff like that. And he believed, this demon believed no one could defeat him. So he beat all the gods and he took over all their thrones. And he, like, fasted, I think. I remember reading something about he meditated without eating and how people have theorized that if this were true, right, if this were not just a folktale, if this were true, then it might have made him weaker and more susceptible to being defeated. But the story goes that um, Brahma, who is, like, the maker of the universe, he made it so the demon could only be defeated by a woman. The demon said... I only want to be killed by a woman. That's my wish. Because the demon believed that no woman could ever beat him. And so the gods, who didn't have their thrones anymore, created this warrior goddess whose name was Durga. And she basically kicked his ass. And this is what is celebrated every year. But in the very tale of folklore itself... Um, it's about women in their position in society and how they shouldn't be underestimated. So that's kind of one of the reasons that it's also huh. celebrated, um, which I found super interesting. Um, it seems because, contradictory to everything else we've been talking about. Yeah, um, but but basically they yeah they have great you know great strength. Yeah, I mean this is this was something that I got from like a paper that a Hindi professor had written that little bit about you know, the theory that they have great strength or whatever. But I do encourage people to um, go out and find some reliable sources if, you know, for the full story behind that. Um, Because there are a lot of nuances in that story, which, you know, I mean, it would take me all night to go through it all. Um, So if you want to know more, I I would suggest looking it up. But it's uh, interesting. I just figured I would share that. Uh, uh, Two clarifications for for folks who are curious. When Christy says buffalo, she means water buffalo, which look like oxen. Oh, thank you. Bison. And the other thing is when she said, uh, assuming it is true or not, uh, uh, if you're a Hindu, I believe you do believe this is a true story, not just a fable. So so just a heads up that um, uh, we were talking – she was talking about it as as a uh, – as and folklore, a, a, yeah, a, 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 a non-believer. Yeah, right. Just a heads up for folks for those two uh, clarifications. Well, which is kind of why after I got done, you know, kind of reacquainting myself with all that crap, because I, I did read it years ago because I am a pagan and I have worked with Hindu gods in my magic before, so I wasn't completely 
ignorant going into this film, like I sort of knew who they were talking about. Um, this is almost a modern retelling of that story in some ways. You know, how she defeats the demon and, you know, the mom is like putting her culture. Yeah, that's to, right. uh, that's right. You know, but we'll talk about that later. But anyway, I just figured this would be a good opportunity to do that now so that when we start talking about the film, then. Uh, also, can... I want to I clarify for uh, listeners. Uh, when Chrissy said pagan, uh, she meant she meant that she did a lot of research on all mythology, and and is, she's not necessarily saying that the Hindu religion is pagan. So just a heads up, we don't want anybody to. Be well, yeah, that. because pagans basically what we do is we can pick. If you're a practicing neo pagan, you can pick any god or goddess from anything you want. Like if I decide I want good luck, I might work with Lakshmi in a spell. Or if I decide I wanna, I don't know, I want creativity, I might go to the Celtic gods and go to, you know, um, what's her name? Starts with a B. I can't even remember right now. But anyway, so that's what I meant by that. As a neo pagan, like I can work with an Egyptian god, a Celtic god, any kind of god or goddess I want. But I I just want people to know that we understand that. Egyptian and Celtic and Norse and Greek and Roman mm-hmm. gods are, are not necessarily real. That you know, that's folklore or, or legends. While the Hindu gods, we're not saying aren't real. We're, we're just we're, we're just talking about them. So, no, no, no hate mail or anything is what I mean. Uh, yeah, or please misunder- no or, misunder- or misunderstanding. We're, we're not- hey, if you yeah. believe in Zeus, that's your right too. Yes, exactly. We're not we're not trying to uh, to diss anybody here. <laughs> right. So, yeah, we're just talking. And it's certainly sometimes nothing. Sometimes it's easier to think. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, that's it. I just wanted to share all that because I figured you guys would be interested in. Yeah, yeah, because, because that's, that's, more, that's more than, than what we learned in the movie. We, all we learned in the movies was what she said on the bus, right? Which was um, that as a demon goddess, uh, I mean, a, a goddess that killed a, a demon king. And that's it. And we saw. Well, and I was, I was actually okay with that. I thought they did well with that, not that, that, killing us. Yeah, I know. You know I, what I mean? Just give I, us what I, I we need. It. It's cool. I got, I got it, right? Because I said yeah. it. And you said, yeah, Phil, that's exactly right. And this is the further details. So I, yeah. concur, I concur. They did not beat us over the head or give us this exposition that would have made us roll our eyes. So that, that was good. Um, all right. So where do we want to go from here? Uh, other things that are non spoilery that we wanted to bring up. Um, anything? Anyone? All right, so I guess we can throw up the spoiler alert. So at this point, we're going to talk about everything and anything related to the film. Uh, so uh, if you haven't seen the film, you can go uh, see it at the theaters, uh, at least at the, on September 28th, 2023. As uh, Eric mentioned, uh, it may not be there long, uh, but also just for the fact that sometimes people go back and listen to our episodes, you know, when they find us, and they go, oh, well, I'm going to listen to that episode, and it's like a year or four years later or whatever. So um, either way, I'm sure it will be available wherever uh, you can watch films. Um, all right, so the spoiler alert is up. All right, we can talk. Actually, uh, the first thing I want to say was there was I think there was only one death in the film, and it's the white guy, and no one else dies. It, it was curious because there's a lot of, like you said, Baron, a lot of people should have died. And then they just reappear, like nothing happened. It was like kind of weird, and I thought that was strange. But but yeah, it's only the kid, the boyfriend, or, or the potential boyfriend, mm-hmm. that is the only person that gets killed, and he's he's the white guy. So at least maybe, maybe that goes to what uh, Christy was saying about underestimating women. No, no, but I mean, no, I don't, I'm talking about just just the the death count of the film. There was only one mm-hmm. one person. 
Okay. Well, no, there was two if you count the the person at the beginning, which we didn't. We saw the beginning in the opening sequence. We saw that first person. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was the family from the past. That was the family from the past. Yeah, the family from the past. Explain to me how the father is still alive. Is that I don't get? Because he he he's the father. (laughs) Plot armor. Yeah, there you go. His neck was broken. At least that's the way they made it sound. I well, I that. think I was wondering that too, and I really had to think about whether or not. Too. The teacher was. I heard a crack yeah. when they when they twisted his neck when the monster. Yeah, and, and the I teacher, thought the father I was that. dead. I was yeah, pretty I, sure. I, the, I, I thought both the father and the teacher were dead, and then when I see them unharmed and unhurt at the the table, I'm like, that's kind of weird. Is this a month later, or is this just a couple days later? Or (laughs) well, it's after the resurrection, so it's at least. I want to welcome Mike to the broadcast. Hello, Mike. Hello, Mike. Bill, they put a subtle clue on the board that's on the the on the screen that said one year later. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh, there you go. All right. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But I still doesn't answer why why, how they survived. That's for sure. I'm still they survived because they weren't killed. I think if I recall correctly, the monster was kind of summoned away. Before you got a chance to kill the teacher, but the father—it sounded like his neck cracked from the what I heard. Oh, on something the screen. broke. I don't. I, I heard something break. I don't know that it was. It, I heard something I, break I, and his ooh. neck twisted. So, right, and I, I'm not. I listen, know. I'm not. I, I, I think it was. I, I was very much under the impression he was probably dead, but it was also vague enough that I wasn't sure. Okay. Now the, they well, that's took a moment for somebody to kneel down and verify that he was alive. And you're, you're right. I agree. Um, so Mike, you, 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 you stepped into the middle of it. Um, <laughs> we just threw up the spoiler. You're, you're, so you're you kind of a tiebreaker here. Okay. Well, hold on. So I'm, I, I already was thinking, I didn't realize that, uh, Chrissy was going to be joining us for this, this podcast. So Chrissy, welcome. But I was already thinking that one of the things I was going to say is that this is a film with a lot of thematic elements. So I was thinking you would love it or at least enjoy it or at least be able to dissect it. Uh, yeah, that was my and- thought. And, and I already know Phil because Phil can't spo- avoid spoiling it. He already like just pissed all over it on a on a message, um, talking about how horrible the year has been for films, and somehow trying to push this into the cinema ring category, which no, <laughs> um, oh, dude, 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 this is in the cinema no. ring. No, no, it's not. You need to no. you need to be forced to watch cinema ring again. The only film Twice. that is worse than this film is Bad Things. No, 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 wrong. no it's not. You're wrong. <laughs> I agree. You're wrong on that. You need oh, to no, see no, a therapist no, no. Cob, about your Cob, memory. Cobwebs. You are, you are not allowed to compare anything else that's going to no. rank until you watch it again. No. <laughs> and you have to watch no. it fully, like no. the whole thing. Yeah, you can't just watch five minutes. Phone down. No one off to take care of the kids. You guys are down bad. and turned off. So anyway, Mike, we just entered the spoiler territory. So oh. far, what we've got going on is that. Uh, Phil and Barrett did not like the movie, and Chris and well, I, see, I liked did, it. Well, no, okay, so I I'm not in the same sure. boat as Phil, who thinks well, it's no, like Skinnamarink. Okay, <laughs> um, I'm I'm closer <laughs> to Eric and Chrissy. I oh, thought wow. you are. I thought what? Worse than Skinnamarink. Oh no, Phil feels betrayed. I never said it was as bad as yes. Skinnamarink, Phil. Oh, right, that's fair. That's fair. But but. All right, yeah, you're right. Because Here's I'm the thing. Like, so if you if you picture a football field and like loving the film is one end zone, and worse than Skinner Rink is not only on the other end zone, but it's out the end zone and in the locker room. 
You know, that's that's pretty bad. You know, you're right, that's but, where this are. This is bad. And film. I think Barrett's right, well, is probably on the twenty or thirty yard line on that right. end of the field. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, right, and yeah. no. Um, Holy shit! Did Mike just make a football analogy? He did. I understand of it? Yeah. What the fuck? Um, is it the Armageddon? What <laughs> happened? Oh my god. Anywho, uh, probably promoting the concession stand uh, this year uh, at the uh, the home games. So um, I liked it, which anybody who knows me probably would have figured out because uh, it's a creature feature. Uh, and I've also expressed in the past that films that have a foot in, in, in another culture – often can work for me because you are dealing with something different that, you know, it's not your usual vampire, zombie, werewolf, um, ghost, demon possession in the same way that, that we're used to. Not that this was stunningly original as, an, as a creature, as an idea, but it was different enough, and I liked the cultural aspects of it, and I thought, that, and I liked the thematic stuff about it. I had some issues with the editing, and I wish I could summon, because uh, I just finished a 12-hour day. I wish I could... Uh, 13-hour day, sorry. I wish I could summon up the... Uh, precisely what it... Like, some of the editing issues. Uh, I think, like, for example, there's a scene um, where the the lead character is, uh, after suffering a trauma, going to go to school, and her parents suggest that she doesn't go to school, and she says, no, I'm going to school, and it's, like, clearly breakfast time. And then the next thing we know, like, it just immediately cuts to her in bed. You know, I, 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 Mike, Mike, would they? I thought that was a weird I transition. Even, I don't even think they would have school for a few days after what happened. No, that's not true. They totally would. But, no, no, but it was it was a murder. It wasn't. It wasn't like no, it wasn't. It was a small thing. No, oh, oh, I, no, I know. I'm, ta- I'm talking about the boy, the white kid. It's an animal attack. That's what is ruled. If you pay attention, they said it was an animal. Yeah, that, that is true. You're right. right. And still be pretty traumatic. I remember when our school closed when I was young, when two kids died in a fire. Yeah, and you would have had things. Or a car accident, for that matter. Right? Yeah, there, there, there are definitely. Th- I and mean, look, we've lost enough kids that I've been through it. I've, uh, I've been through kids dying of fire. I've been kid through kids uh, drowning in the river and kids uh, just all sorts of car accidents. Multiple kids in car accidents, um, and it's never pleasant. And it's always sort of the same thing, and it does tend to leave a lot of the people numb, and it's weird because not everybody in a school that's big knows everybody, and the people who know the kid is more affected than the kids who aren't, but you have to sort of be, uh, you know, conciliatory to the ones that really are suffering and hurting from it. Uh, so, yeah, I think that absolutely the school should have done it, but they never, they, they like, like, lost over what was going on in the school. Um, so I just thought it was, but I'm just saying that, I was just bringing that up as an example of like a weird editing bit. Um but for me, that's a minor thing. And now there were certain things about it that reminded me of um, the other the film, uh, Talk to Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought Talk to Me did did, this, did a similar idea. Talk to Me. Is that the Australian film that I didn't get to see? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It I did mean, a that... similar thing. What, Mike? I didn't hear that. I think it did a similar thing. Talk to Me did something similar, but did it much better. The idea that you have this high school student. Actually, in this case, it was a college student. Uh, who gets, you know, trapped uh, or connected to a supernatural force uh, and can't escape it. That's basically – it's in, in that regard. Yeah. In, in, yep. it, it's something – that obviously a lot of differences, a lot of differences, but, but certain similarities. And I think I said um, that I, I kind of must, must have misremembered when I'd seen the trailers. I think because I was when I was seeing Talk to Me, I was thinking of the trailers for 
it lives inside, um, which I thought was going to be more conventional, and it was certainly more conventional. But I like, like I said, I like the cultural things. I like the idea of taking that sort of cultural anxiety, the um, and insecurity of being a teenager, of trying to, you know, being sort of stuck between modernity and tradition, um, of you know your of you're growing and developing. You know, she has her old friend, and then she has her new friends. Um, and I'm, I'm, I have a thought. I'm not sure how Phil felt about that whole thing. Like, because Phil said she's an awful person because she uh, be, uh, unfriended her previous friend. No, I didn't say that. Oh, okay. I was just wondering if you were going to say that. I was just curious. Um, yeah, because no, no. It, it, it happens. As Eric, well, it Eric does. It perfectly. And it just, I didn't even have to say anything. How life works, yeah. The only thing I said is that, that it can happen the other way around where people will unfriend you, never yeah. mind you unfriending them. So, yeah. Well, and even then, I don't think she necessarily specifically unfriended her. It was, hey, I, I don't want to make this life. I want to do something different. And she was welcome to come with her, and she decided that she didn't. And they just went their separate ways, and there's nothing – Maybe something sad about it. Maybe the other friend was more upset about it. And, uh, you know, I don't think she was happy about it. But it was like, I don't want to be, when she says, I don't want to be a Desi wife staying at home and, you know, cooking, cleaning, doing laundry. Well, well I, I don't even think it was that. I think it was, uh, well, that's what she, she, said. she also oh, she also wanted to be Americanized in a sense. Right, but that's yeah, right. You could still be a culturally, culturally you know, still do all that stuff, which but she didn't want know, to. Be I did. We're going to the, you know the polkas and all that shit that the the Portuguese and French did. But oh God, I, 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 I didn't. Do. But I, I I think she just wanted to be, you know, do things that high school kids do. All right, but she didn't want to be her mom. I think that's very clear. The fact that she's not <laughs> <laughs> We already had like a 15-minute conversation on that. Let's not go there. Well, I think we all agreed on that. She didn't want to be like her mom. I mean, it's fed yeah, I'm just saying, so to me, that was very obvious. And, okay, so you already beat it, then then fine. Um, and, and really, to me, it just came down to uh, – I had some issues. Like, I, I, I wasn't fond of the English teacher because really – this was a, an American film. This was not an Australian film. I don't know what the hell they do in Australia, like lie to me, or if they did in England or somewhere. But you don't call your teachers by your – she's calling your teacher Joyce. So first of all, I fucking hated that. Um, actually, you know what? I concur, but in my town, that's what they do. And so I'm already used Seriously? to it. Seriously? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. and I've been here for 14 years. No, no, 11 years. No, actually, 14 years in this town. And, yeah, the, the children of are – to say the, the teacher's first names. No. Okay. All right. I still don't like Especially it. in high um, school. Especially in high school. So maybe it's a place in your town. And yeah, we never we never did that. I remember. No, no. I, we never did either. I'm just saying that, that yeah. this is a new thing. This is a new thing going on in a lot of towns. Ah, uh, okay. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, continue, Mike. I just wanted to clarify she that. said something like, oh, we got to we gotta look out for each other or we got to stick together. And it's like, what the Ooh, fuck? Oh, that pissed me off because. What do you mean, we, black girl? She yeah, was not exactly. Indian. She was American. She was born American. Now, look, I don't understand the idea of intersectionality and all that, but you were born and raised in the United States. You were not dealing with the same type of issues as someone. Exactly. I will say thank you for bringing that up because that I was confused. I was like, wait a minute. Does he mean – we got to stick together because we're women, or we got to stick. I was very yeah. confused. No, 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 Thank no, you. No, 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 Thank you. I assume they must have meant women because I'm like, but they're not 
the same culture. So maybe they. I, I, I was hoping. I was hoping it was women because it was. If it was the other thing, then that's just. Yeah, that's yeah. And I waited. But, I checked. Well, I wanted to see women. what this, what the actress's name was, because like, am I, I was like, was am I misreading her cultural background? No, she's just regular old American black woman. And I'm not saying that black women don't face their issues; they do. But it's not the same thing. At no point do I think in the film are we led to believe that the issues she's facing are gender related. <laughs> right. Are, right. 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 It yeah. is all about. That's true. Yep. It that's is right. all about culture. And she doesn't have that culture. She just does. And yes, he's, again, if you're if you're black in America, you probably you definitely have different cultural things, or, or usually have different cultural things, especially if you grew up in a black community. But it's not the same as someone who comes in with you know completely different religion, different language, different customs. You know, it's clear the parents aren't socializing with people outside their their family. So the only only thing that, that they have in common is that they're people of color, and that's it. Otherwise, <laughs> for her to say that statement, I, if, if anybody ever said that to me when I was a kid growing up in an all-Irish town and, and they happened to be some other ethnic background that wanted to have me, you know, I can relate to you because we're both different than all the Irish people in this town, I would have been fucking pissed. So <laughs> I thought that teacher was way out of line and the, and well, the I don't know if I would just, just, you know, I, I, I think actually, I think that was just bad I, scripting. I don't, I don't think. Yeah, that, I think that was that's the, what I was going to say. I think it was intentionally put in by the director and screenwriter, who are the same person, because of their political beliefs. Yeah. Well, like I said, I mentioned intersectionality, and that might have had something to do with it. But I was expecting, like, her to go, like, walk away with that sort of, like, you know, really. Uh, with the teacher, but no, she like is just like a remora sucking on this teacher's. Uh, you know, it's just. <laughs> and, um, oh she wasn't God, taken awesome. back by it. She didn't just dismiss her as yeah, I got it. You know, so yeah, so yeah, that's. I mean, I'm not. So I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form that this is a perfect film. It had its flaws. Uh, I saw it with my wife. My wife's opinion of it was meh, and and that's perfectly fine. Um. I, yeah, I, I, I guess the message your wife and I said, yeah, I, I concur with you, Pam. It was it wasn't too good. Anyway, continue. Um, but I don't think like this. Is, so this is a film. Someone says they didn't like it. I'm like, like going, how did you not like it? I I get it. Okay, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, now someone tells me it's the best movie ever. I I think they're insane, and someone tells me it's worse than Skinner. I think they need to see a, a, a therapist. Well, um, <laughs> I, I explained why it was worse because I actually had to pay. Well, oh, and I had to pay fourteen dollars to see this crappy film. While it has nothing to do with the quality of the movie. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. And there are people that, but it makes me hate it more. It makes me hate it more. You could have you could have decided suggested we waited and and done something else. Uh, I have no problem. The UFO movie on on Shutter or whatever that well, was. Well, that may not be that good. Either. But but the point I'm trying to say is I'm always willing to go in blind. I went in blind and I, I was angry because I spent fourteen dollars. But you're I'm right. Saying, but there are there are movies worse. that we could have done in theaters that you didn't want to do, and you wanted to. You and for some reason we went to do this one. Um, you know, oh it, no! It, it oh, Eric, Eric suggested it, and I said it yes. was my suggestion. Yes. All right. Okay. That's no big deal. I think that was fine to suggest it. So no, I like I said I I I like those elements of it, and if those elements don't ring with you, if you're if like I said I like creature features, I like films that that have different cultural touchstones. 
Um, and it's not because I'm like, yay, diversity. It's because, again, I think that it's it just hits a different nerve because it adds that literally alien aspect to it. Um, no, I'll say the, 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 the thing about this movie that really made me l- like it, um, despite its slow pacing, is the fact that we ended up with um, a, a mother and a daughter teaming up to fight a demon together. And I, unless I'm forgetting something, I don't remember seeing that in another movie. Yeah, and I, I think, Eric, that was not only the big win for me, um, but the other big win was the way that it ended. Um, because, I mean, we can talk about that when we get to the ending, but that was a rather complicated and interesting way to end it because you could say, well, she is, you know, going to be responsible and embrace mm-hmm. her culture or uh, well, it's I the agree, saddest thing ever because she's giving up her dream. Do you know what I mean? Or it's the yeah. saddest thing ever because she's giving up everything that maybe she wanted in her life to basically put herself back where she didn't want to be. So I thought that was really complex. I just like she had to eat meat <laughs> under control. I thought that was great. And I, I, I wonder if the reason, and, and I'll agree, like if you talk about the father, the father still being alive at the end is, feels to me like the one of the biggest uh, unearned happy endings. Since, I would agree uh, with you. I think... Also, the teacher. I don't think the teacher should have lived. It didn't make any sense. No, it it, it didn't get a chance to finish with the teacher. It was summoned away. Yeah, the father, I think, that that felt unearned to me, and so that really bothered me. And I was confused by it. Also, the father getting sliced like that was so... Like uh, red shirt, and it was like, oh my god, give me a. It's like it didn't oh, bother me because I've seen it in a million other movies. It's just, uh, it's just yeah. a Hollywood thing. But the only, but I, I wonder if, given the tone that they end on, if they thought they didn't want to give it too bad of an ending, right? If they didn't want to take away her father, yeah, right, and but, give but, her the burden. But why, why would they do that? In the first place, then, well, you know, oh, I'll go was, back. It was like just that. to add an extra violence in the film or something for no reason. And then no, I, I texted Barrett. I go, "That was the stupidest thing ever," because all they're caring about is some girl in in that that her old friend, while they're the father and and husband are are, are right there. And it's like, okay, no big deal. Let's keep it. Let's because move and go. For all we know, that could have been a studio note, right? Um, well, you know, I mean, look, I'll go back to the, um, the episode of Game of Thrones where Jamie Lannister rapes, uh, Cersei Lannister on top of the, (laughs) their their dead son's body. And everyone's like, oh my God. And, and the, and the, and the directors and the writer like was like, no, that wasn't our intention at all. And I was like, how could that not have been your, I was like, it was like fucking clear. Mike got so mad he got disconnected. He was raging. Rage. I uh, know. Katie walked across the keyboard. Um, it could have just been that um, they didn't in- realize, or maybe it was not their intent, that the father looked as dead as he did. Um, in which case, it's not good filmmaking. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was an issue. Uh, the scene would have been more effective without the father there, but I think we're uh, beating this to death. Yeah. Right, I, I think. Go ahead, Mike. I was saying, given the fact that I don't expect it, 
to see it lives inside two, three, four, five, and six. It's a, you know whether he lives or dies is going to be irrelevant to the, you know really to to, to me to the film. Um, that's not the thing I focused on. I was I just went oh well and I moved on. Um, yeah, they could they could have and should have done things, but I think there are there are much. To me, there's much bigger issues in terms of there are things I liked a lot more than I disliked that. And if you, and you know, I think that's a that's a minor issue. It's the kind of thing that makes me want to give something you know a B minus instead of a B. Um, for some reason, for me, it didn't feel minor. I don't know why. It just it confused me when the two people lived, and it just yeah. Yeah, I was already bored, so that just didn't work for me even more. So. Yeah. Same and, and and you're also less forgiving of something you're not enjoying, right? It's right. It's, yeah, exactly. But there's another yeah. thing, strike. And like I'm enjoying it, and I'm going to be more forgiving. And that's it is. Yeah, but you know what, Mike? How does something land? These, yeah. even if I liked the film, th- these are the things, type of things that would make me like Eric. And, and this isn't an insult to Eric, but it's a good point because Eric always picks it up. <laughs> that's a bad it, way to start. No, 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 no. no because I, I, no, the way I said it, it made it sound like it could go that way. But what it is is Eric would say, you know, or even Pam, for that matter, uh, your wife, Mike, will, will say, hey, I like the film, and then the ending comes, and it's like, oh, my God, what a fucking stupid thing. I hate this film now. And, and not, Eric, To me, that's not the ending. To that. me, that's the, epi- that's the epilogue. Yeah, you're right. It's yeah. not the ending. The yeah, ending well, is you know what? To yeah. me, though, it, it would have been enough to make me not like this film, even though I didn't like this film. But the thing about the thing about that ending is is that she there's that moment when you know the mom is talking to her about the vessel right you, you know and how this this priest or this this hindu um this hindi priest in the past had become the vessel and right, she um, becomes the vessel but what i found interesting about that is that she becomes the vessel because supposedly, and this is what I was talking about earlier with the two ways you could look at the ending. Okay, so she has gone on this spiritual journey. She has the wisdom. She has the knowledge. She has accepted her responsibility. She has accepted her fate right from where she was at the beginning of the movie. And so now she has the wisdom to be strong enough to be this vessel. Um, however, the sad side of that is that she has let she has had to let go of her primal desires in favor of doing what her society and culture and her sense of morality expect well, of her. Well, well, so it parallels of, this, this monk or this priest that, that the mother was telling her. Well, it, it, it's a couple of things, too, right? Because now she's forced to eat meat, and, and it appears her uh, um, sect of the Hindu religion, they, they don't eat the meat. Um, and then it also does exactly what you said, Chrissy, which it takes away her ability to do things that she probably wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, and and even, even live a normal life. Even if she wanted to be a housewife, uh, it would make her go bonkers because – how is she going to explain to her husband what's going on about this demon that's inside of her? Yeah. And and then, of course, she's living with that, the hell of knowing there's a demon inside of her. And then she's also um, um, I, 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 like almost like um, just, just stuck in, in a situation. And I think that's why we see her cry at the end, right, when her friend yep. walked away. Mm-hmm. Her mm-hmm. friend made it out, and she didn't. 
she's now doomed in a sense. Right. And uh, yeah. by the way, I did a little I did do a little research um about this thing and uh uh the the term uh that uh, they use for this is called um in, in Hindi it's called uh, uh Chekhov's vessel, is what that's called. <laughs> uh, so uh yeah, so I saw that coming a mile away. Like yeah. I said, yeah. Hey look yeah. Yeah. Then the only question. Well, is, and when they and then when they find the Dorian on the wall, and they're like, "Is it going out or is it going in?" It's oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was like <laughs> the easiest line ever. I was like, "Oh my god, so, really?" Yeah, yeah. There were definitely like I said, it's not a perfect film. There were definitely knocks against it. Um, it, it's just just wasn't enough. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's but a mediocre film for sure. Right, but for but for me, it's also like. You're right. It's there's there's a happy part of this, which is, you know, they've invited the teacher to sit at the table with them. The the mother is speaking English to the is speaking English. She's not just speaking Hindi. There's there is an opening up. There's a connection. There that that bridge is open, but it has come at a massive cost. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and this girl, to me, it's not just that she she knows she has a demon inside her. That you 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 know that she feels it inside her. That this is a thing that will literally be haunting her and 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 gnawing at her for until the end of her days, because if it just if it was just inside of her, then I imagine like anybody else would be like you would forget about it. You know, it's just oh well, it's there. It's just it's locked in the closet and you never heard from it. So she she's hearing. I I take it that she's hearing from this. She's feeling it. It's it's literally eating away at her right in a way um, because it's forcing her to eat the meat and and she feels its hunger and its consumption. And who knows how long she. She resists it. Who knows? You know, she's not some seventy-year-old swami, right? She's a seventeen-year-old girl who has, who probably has another seventy years to eighty years of life left in her, and she's got to carry this around with her. Well, and that's interesting too, because you know, in that scene, the mother explains um, it eats you over time, right? And it eats your soul over time, and. It's almost like I sort of wanted to get the – it was – okay, so in every major religion, right, there's that whole thing about don't go to bed angry, and and the mom in this even states that your soul will burn from within until there's nothing left. So it was almost like a symbol uh, or like a metaphor, like I said, almost a morality tale about how you can't let the ugly things in life eat at you, and yet now this girl has this ugly thing that she cannot get rid of. So it's almost like a karmic justice because the whole movie, what was eating away at her was like, I will never be like them. I will always be the other, right? Chrissy, this is almost like a literal version of her inner conscience eating away with her. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, that's that's kind of what because you know what made me think, you know where there's the friend at the you know, before Tamira earlier in the movie? This really stuck out to me. I don't know what you guys thought about it. But when she's sitting there and the friend's like, Oh, can you speak in you know, in your native language and say my name or whatever that is and the friend Yeah, yeah, she like, said she said and, and like whatever, said, yeah. And she mistakenly said, "Can you speak Hindu?" When she meant to say Hindi, but you know, if you're not, if you're, you're, I don't want to say ignorant, but you know, just make a mistake, right? I mean, I don't, she wasn't trying to offend our leader. Well, ignorant just means lack of knowledge. So yeah, she's ignorant. Yeah. yeah, but the but you know what was interesting about that moment? What I got later was that here is 
this girl, Sam wants so badly to be included and loved and part of this different society, right? The America. She wants to be an American. And, but there's an internal frustration and a rage there because she can't break free from that. She's swimming against the tide. And in that moment, we see very clearly that she's upset. I mean, she knows her friend is trying to be polite and she's whatever. She's trying to respond politely so as not to like be like, oh, you're, you know, because she wants to be like here. But it's like her, but it's made very clear there that Sam, no matter how hard she tries, will never be looked at as anything but mm-hmm. other, mm-hmm. right? That she will have plenty of American friends, but she will never be an American, well, you know, kind of like that moment. Yeah, kind of like that moment in Jaws where Ellen asks, well, when do I get to be an Islander? And the motel (laughs) owner answers, Ellen, never, never. You weren't born here. You won't be an Islander. Like, that's what popped in my head. I was like, yep, kind of like that. I I, kind of concur, but but I don't think it's as as horrible as as, as she she thinks. I mean, you're always going to be. You know, she obviously looks different just for the fact that she's the person of color versus this this Caucasian girl. But still, it's it it depends on how you 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 accept those. I guess what some people would call microaggressions, while other people would call ignorance, as you said, Eric. And and you know, like I said, I, I grew up in an all Irish town, and my brother tried to deny that he was Portuguese and all this other stuff and whatever, and we did all that crap and. And and the thing is, is how do you did did we let it bother us, or do we say it's not a big deal? And and I think it's not a big deal. But again, I think this movie and the director was trying to say something uh, more. I than mean, part of the whole personal involvement here is that this this girl really really wants to fit in as an American, um, and that comment is making her feel like that's not working and right. she still doesn't fit in. Right, and you know, I, I have to say the young actress did a great job there because you could see how sad she is in that moment. Mm-hmm. They have a shot of her eyes there for a second and you can see how sad she is by that, by what just right, happened. Okay, all right, I, well, all right. I, I'm disappointed. I'm, I, yeah, I, it was kind of cool. Then, Go ahead, then, it's just, then it's just you know that's fine. Then it's just me then because I, I lived a different experience than any of you folks because I grew up. I, I think you're you're you keep trying to draw a direct correlation between your experience and the experience of this family in the movie, and they're not the same. Well, none um, of so our right, experiences are the same, it's, so we may yeah. have experienced some of what you've experienced. Mm-hmm. I don't think not exactly. This is a girl that has had a lot of problems because of her cultural background. I mean, the reason that nobody liked her friend is her friend was carrying, was walking around with a possessed demon and acting freaky, weird and freaky. <laughs> um, that's that's very true. Right. That, that is very point. true. And, and yep, you're right. That's my point. This girl was 100% accepted by her commun- the community that she is a part of as an American born here, even if she is a person of color, and and – she didn't. In this movie, we did not see her once experience any uh, racial or ethnic or religious right. bigotry. So the things that were bothering her were just things that people, unfortunately, experience by just being different in some way, not because of any any evilness. And so mm-hmm. she's obviously, yeah, a little sad about it. I mean, whatever. But 
I, I think it's also she's getting the crap from her mother, too, which is saying, why do you want to be like one of those people? Because the mother actually says that, meaning, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the Caucasian folk. Well, and you also got to remember, Phil, you got to remember what it's like to be a teenager. <laughs> Right. Yeah. When you're a teenager, everything feels like ten times more than it actually is. End of the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So no, I, because, was, I mean, she has a boy that likes her. She has friends that like her. You know, every, she has parents that love her. So you're right, Eric. It's all just teenage rubbish because there's nothing wrong with her life. She lives in a, a good family it, with with. Uh, with a yeah, house, no, from, from know, the outside, yeah. her life is great, but from her yeah. internal perspective, right. because, because it's, it's, a, it's, a it's hell. Because yeah. she well, and I did, she wants. I did think, um, I did really like, and I do want to say this. I know the guy who liked her, the Russ character. Mm-hmm. I I did want to say that I did kind of like that relationship a little bit because it's not the typical teenage angsty, I want to get in your sex box kind of bullshit that you normally see in a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, no, the, the boy actually... It was a real relationship. Yeah, the it boy actually... Was there. It wasn't just to get laid, you're right. Okay. Yeah, it was a real, real relationship. Sex box. And it wasn't... Yeah, and the other... There was a moment there that was really cool that I really loved, and it was one of those moments where I wrote down, like, word for it, because I thought that was really well done, where she looks at him in the car... And she says, I keep thinking the house is important. And the kid doesn't even say a word. He puts the keys in the ignition and off they go. And I thought in that moment right there says everything. No, I noticed that moment too. It was was pretty cool. That was really good because we didn't have to see the, oh, I love you and all that bullshit. You just understood that they were connected. Yeah, he was just like, ride or die, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, and I, I really, really liked that a lot. And I think in there were a lot of ways that that could have been really terrible, like a really just terrible, stupid relationship that could have screwed up everything. But I really think they, for what little we saw of him, they did well with showing that that relationship was genuine, that it was real, and that they were into each other. They, it wasn't just like, Oh, you know, like the sex box thing. That so, so Chris, I'm going to try. I have to try and use that as a pickup point now. Oh, yeah. So hey, baby. I get in your sex, box. Your sex <laughs> box. <laughs> we we, we got to use that as, as a new running joke meme with Chrissy. So I think but this conversation that box. we've had tonight has gotten <laughs> me to understand why I was I had a little more antipathy towards this film. And it's because I feel like the implementation was not done as well as the actual underlying story. There were some cool moments, but it just, in general, was a little too slow for me. And then there were some confusing aspects that I did not like. I did not like that the father lived, and it bothered me more than, obviously, it bothered other people. No, that's Um, fair, though. At least you were able to pinpoint it. Yeah, yeah. I, think- I mean, you know, sometimes just hashing things out and talking about it is where you figure shit out. You and know, sometimes you have to start liking it. It just you don't understand why you don't. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, um, and you know what? Honestly, the single effect in this movie was really good. I mean, and that's something I know nobody really pays attention to except me because I'm a geek. But um, you know, they had like. Like, for example, when the mom and, and they're getting ready to do the demon thing and and she's dressing her in the traditional dress 
And it's almost, it echoes the whole Durga was a warrior princess, right? And here she's going off to battle the demon. That was really well done. Um, Mike, Pam had asked me online about the number nine, and they didn't explain it. Um, that's, that, yeah. yeah, that's because the festival that this holiday is part of is nine, it is nine days or, t- but no, it's because Durga fought the demon for nine days and nine nights. So that's what the number nine was. Well, and that's why the festival is nine days. Yeah. Yeah, the festival. Yeah. So that that was why the number nine was there. It's similar to the Passover for the Jewish holidays. She she was annoyed because she knows like nine is the Trinity of Trinities, and so it's big in in, in Christianity. But didn't but they took the time to explain uh, why what what number was the bad one in this film? Um, Seven. Which I'm sorry. When she went seven days, I just all I could oh think was fucking ring, too. and I yeah, couldn't do it. I, I, <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. So, but let's, but let's, but, but I'm saying, but she's right that they explained the seven, but they never explained the nines, and I agree with that. Now, where yep, we disagreed right. is yep. that is where we disagreed is, and and it's tough because it was from a distance, and you know maybe and you know repetitive numbers, you might misread something because you get his glance, is that I thought the house number was 42111, which would add up to 9. Oh, good catch. Yes. You're, I think but, you're right about that. But Pam insisted that it didn't. She did it, and it added up to something else. And I said, well, what did it add up to? I don't remember. But it was that's just an Easter egg, right? So just Easter. Like, no, but I thought, thought that was a nice little thing. Um yeah. but I also but I don't know if that's because it could have been because it's because I saw it as four two one 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 but because it was like quick and like on a background, maybe I'm I may have been like because and one is right next to each other, you know, on a on a building like maybe if it was four two one one but it just seems to me to make sense if it was one one one. So I was curious for that. Um, well, and sometimes but again, it's just an Easter egg. It's, it's, you know, uh, sometimes in movies, yeah, I, it's, too, it's also symbol- symbolism. It's just yeah. You know, when we talk about single effect, because um, I talk about this a lot when I you know like teach writers about metaphor and symbols and three beats and all this crap. I'm like, you know, sometimes it's not necessary that everything has to be explained. The point of single effect is really. It works on your subconscious, right? It's there if you want to go find shit and have a field day in the movie like I do because I'm a freak and I look for all that shit, great. But if you don't, the whole point of it being there is just to kind of subcon- – your subconscious will pick up on a sense of completeness. It doesn't mean everything has to be right, right? Because you guys have all seen it, right? There's a movie you're watching and everything's great. And then suddenly some kind of metaphor or symbol or something just sticks out to you and it just feels wrong, but you don't know why. That's why, because somebody dropped the ball on the single effect. So it's not really necessary that everything has to be explained. I think the reason they picked seven, which if I'm right about this, I'm sorry, that was a very dumb choice, is because seven is the number of the month that in the Hindi calendar, I guess, that Durga is Durga Puja is celebrated. And that was the only connection I could find or reason for the number seven. And I was kind of like, if that's the reason they picked seven, that was really stupid because I was literally laughing. The second the girl went seven days, I was like, oh, my God, seven days. I just couldn't. 
that was definitely one thing I would have not put in my script. Like, it's just, it's too much of a callback to something else, you know. Right, and the problem, well, the well, problem the way is she said, that, yeah, sure. that it's a, it is a different culture, right? Yeah. This is a, this is a, this is an American film that is yep. largely going to be seen by an American audience. So you can't, like, if this was a Christian mythology film, and I know obviously not the entire audience is not going to be Christian, but you live in an American society, you know, immersed in it, you're going to be by default absorb some of the Christian shit. Yeah. Right? You just can't mm -hmm. help it. But when you're, when you're going to, again, an, an alien culture, a foreign culture, and you're having that most of us don't have any identification with, you kind of got to do the Hindi for dummies. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and when you mm -hmm. and, and when you do you, the you Hindi mean, for dummies, you mean, you mean Hindu for dummies? There's a, you're, you're doing what the girl did in the movie. <laughs> Hindu and Hindi are two different things. Oh, oh my God! Know. It's a microaggression. Everybody run. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's like on fire. Was full yeah, of microaggressions, and I was rolling my eyes. Oh my God! Anyway, continue. You, you you have right. You have to explain this, and if you're going to go to the trouble of explaining the seventh. Uh, the, the, the sevens, you got to explain the nines. You got to explain yeah. both to us. Yeah, no, I, and, I, and, and that's it. And 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 maybe in thirty years, people look at it and they go, "Oh my God, did people really not know this much about the religion?" Um, you know, it's and, and yeah, well, they didn't. So that's that that's that's the thing. That's just a thing. So um, yeah, whatever. I think they could could have they could have done that better. Again, that may have been something where it was said, and it just, well, you know, we put it, we shot it, it just, it just didn't work, and hit the editing, and hit the, the, the cutting room floor, um, and those are all, now, there's, there's, that doesn't mean it's not a flaw, we don't know they didn't try to do it, you know, we judge what was actually there, and we can't say, man, this was so, this was such a good film because of all the stuff that didn't make it in the movie, because that, <laughs> and that would have explained all the problems we had. You know, sometimes we see this in films where people are like, well, that was, we tried to explain it, but it got cut out. Or conversely, the you know, well, you know what? They put this thing in the film, but the director didn't want it in the film. He was forced to put it in the film, so I'm not going to hold it against it. No, it's there. They made director mm -hmm. may not have put it there. Or maybe they did, and it was kind of, you know, it's, you have to judge what's there. And they should have, and they should have done that. But I also didn't think, like, the seven, like, to me, uh, not seven and nine. Yes, the symbolism was there. At no point did they suddenly go, you know, like start playing the Beatles' Revolution Nine and it expels the demon. I go, what the fuck was that? You know, it never really became up as a plot point, and there's a, it was a background symbol. Right, and that, and, and that's I, why I think it, it wasn't was just, necessary. Yeah, I think to, it was just there. Them. Yeah, that's why I think it was just maybe there for that single effect. Like even the girls' names mean something when you like Samita Sam the main character her name is Sanskrit and the meaning of it is an offering to the auspicious fire oh I thought you were the, the butcher in the in the Brady Bunch yeah but yeah <laughs> well but I mean my point is that nobody's gonna know that right I mean I every you know but it's a subtle thing her yeah, name Sam, is chosen yeah, but but her full name is Samita, and and that's what that name means. And and in contrast to Mira, the friend's name is means magic. 
in Sanskrit. So it's almost like, okay, so here's this. It tells you the story. I mean, basically, this is stuff that tells you. The song at the beginning where it says you're in my sleep and you're in my chair and all that shit. It basically tells you what's going to happen at the end of the movie. But this is not necessarily stuff that anybody's really going to notice. It's there to sort of be an underneath glue. That's all I'm saying. But, Mike, that said... Yes, if they mentioned the nine so prominently, it would be one thing if they didn't really mention it. It was just subtly, kind of quietly there in the background. But well, because they mentioned it, then a, you kind of That was another microaggression was, was when she tells her friend or her ex-friend, call me Sam. I go by Sam now because basically she's, yeah. quote, unquote, denying her heritage. because she Yeah, totally. And but she's that's denying – she's, de- she's also uh, denying her responsibility. Right, because in the end, she's going to be the sacrifice. So by well, denying and, her name, she's also denying what she's about to do. Well, but, but was she denying her name, or or she just wanted to her the, the just to ha- have people call her Sam? I mean, no, I think it was. I think I mean, it was just probably, like Samantha. A lot of people just go by Sam, so it's like right. I, and I think it was a cultural she's experimenting reason. with her identity, and kids do that. Kids try different names and nicknames. Yep. Right, and some kids like they all call me by they get called by their last name or they get called by their first name or they get called by their middle name or they get called called by a nickname because they're trying to find a way. Yeah, right. So you know maybe you are uh, like we saw like with uh, think go back to Breaking Bad right where uh, Walt Jr. was trying to be his own so so he's like call me Flynn I want to be called Flynn you know and that that didn't last for like the entire series but that's that's the kind of stupid shit kids do and you know not to drag the the whole gender identity thing into it but i've had kids like you know they tell me um i'm you know identifying as a boy and i want to be called you know joey or whatever fine and then i see him 2 years later as a senior and that whole thing is done and dropped and gone they're like back to whatever their 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 given name was because they're trying to find themselves right and mm-hmm. that's what kids do and so she's trying to, because she's got all these social pressures, and look, I'm not going to say that kids today don't have um, to deal with racism shit and, uh, and alienation shit, because they do. Bullying still obviously happens, but it's like for, there's a lot more acceptance of people from other cultures. The town I teach in was like the last place that a, a black man was lynched in, in, in above the Mason-Dixon line, and it was not that long ago um, in terms of his, historical terms. Like, when I heard that, I thought it was like 17-something. No, no, it was in the 20th century. Um, it was well known for, like, being kind of a racist place, and it's it's way cooler now. Like, nobody wakes up. When we were kids... A long time ago, um, like it was still a big deal if you had an interracial couple, right? Right. Nobody. Right. Well, well, well I'll, I'll tell you this. Yeah, mind. that's true. My, that's my, very my, true. That's that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but even even I'm, I'm telling you, my life experience, how I looked in my yeah, past, my life experience is forty years ago. That's my point. Today, I wouldn't have had that problem. No. Is what I'm, what I'm trying to say. So I concur. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm backing you up on this, Mike, because back yeah. in those days, they would ask, what are you? Who, what, what's your heritage? All, I get it all the time. And, it, you know, it de- depends on who they were that was asking whether or not I would be pissed. But nowadays, no one would even care. They, they just right. – so and, and, and look, and I, and I, and I saw so, – uh, you know, I, I, no, I'm not going to say it. But I've seen – you know, it's – I'm not – no, I don't want to get – because it's going to get into a political thing. I don't want to go there. Um – but it's um, there's there is a lot more acceptance when when and I I've, 
I looked it up. When my father was born, the United States demographic was 90% white. And now it's like 68% white, and that's for the whole group. And if you go down to her generation, it's even less white um, and more ethnically mixed. It's a lot more of a potpourri. Um, and yeah, where, where that's, I that live. makes it a lot harder to like start judging people and alienating people for that because there's just not all, not everybody is the same. Where, where, where I live, we're, we're in a completely different world. Where I live, Indian folk of her of her her ancestry, and, and Pakistani folk as well, but basically South Central Asian folk are as common as you can get. We have movie theaters here. Both the two closest movie theaters to me have Indian movies. That oh, yeah. foreign language. I, mine all too, the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. It, it's the, the Indian folk are, are very common, especially in certain parts of this country. So, and you are going to get those people say, "Why are they making those funny foreign films here? Making them watch them here?" And but <laughs> those, those are most likely going to be people who are 74 years old and don't have a whole lot of time left. Yeah. yeah right. 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 Yeah. 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 I would concur. It's a generational thing, and they're just confused. Right. It's. it's but. Or, or but not. It just. Yeah, okay. You're, you're right. Can't you're accept change, whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. but, you know, to just get back to, um, you know, the idea of, like, her name and the shortening of her name, I agree with Phil also, and I agree with Mike. I agree with both of you. I'm just pointing out it was interesting that they that the writers could have picked any Sanskrit name they wanted, yeah. any one. But they chose that one, which kind of, if you know the meaning of it or if you look right. it up, it's it basically. And when she shortens it, then metaphorically in metaphor, it's even though it's denying her responsibility. But, but and like you know one what? of you guys said, she's in denial. She's in denial. I don't know if it was Eric or Barrett or one of you guys said it. And that's true. This ninety-five uh, percent of this movie is her denying but, her fucking shit. But like, I think. Right, right, but I think even though that name thing may have not been put in intentionally, it's also like you said, her denial of of various things or culture or whatever, and and, and they didn't have to put that in there, but I think they did because of the director slash writers. Uh, agenda, yeah. political agenda type of thing, and that's why they... Well, and also, too, when writers pick things like names, I know Barrett has done this, because Barrett and I have had a talk about this. Like, when I'm choosing a name for a character in my story or in a book or whatever, I will always try to find names that work toward the one of the themes or one of the ideas that I'm trying to communicate, even though I know your average reader is going to read that thing and not fucking know what that name means. It's off the bat. It doesn't matter. But that's what I'm talking about, how it works. You on know it. Chrissy, when I write my names, I choose because I wanted a, I wanted a French last name or I wanted an English last name. Right, or right, right. That's why I do it. I, I, not to, for, for my theme, but I do pick, pick the, the name specifically, intentionally, uh, because I, I wanted like a, a French last name or a Portuguese well, last name. Right, and that's what I'm saying, that a writer, pick, for whatever the reason is, it doesn't matter whether you just wanted to, to be French or English or whatever it is, or you wanted to, to contribute to your theme, your metaphor. My point is most writers pick names for a specific reason. They very rarely will sit there and go, oh, I'm just going to call this asshole Russell. Like, you know, there's some reason for that. You right, know what I so mean? So you get there's, a guy 
But I'm also sure there might be writers out there. I fucking hate picking names, and they just go use a, an online random name generator. Yeah, they do. There, there are some writers that say they do that. They just, oh. so I it, just it, it all depends on your method. And also, let's remember that there's there's lawyers involved. So you know, Barrett's looking yeah, for the perfect yeah. name, and he finally figures out, I got it. I want Mike Nick the, Hardcock. The Mike, you Mike, know, the perfect example of that is yeah. the Winchester brothers. <laughs> And, yeah. and Supernatural, they made sure there was no Winchesters with those yep. first names in Kentucky or where, exactly. whatever state they were from because and, they didn't want to get sued. Exactly. And Barrett writes his novel about Dick Hardcock and then submits it to the editor and says, sorry, they just came out with a movie about Dick Hardcock and you're going to have to come up with a new name. He's like, ah. Oh. You know, what am I going to do now? And yeah, it sucks, it's true. You know? I'm now, fucked. No pun intended. Now, um. Anything further that we wanted to talk about? about oh, I, I did want to talk about – Um, I did want to get you guys' take uh, just, you know, on the um, the fact that we didn't see the monster. I um, I liked that we didn't see it, and I thought that was very we did, scary. We, we did see it. No, we but did. not to the end. Not till the end. Right, well, I kind of like that I didn't Eric see it, but said, I know other people don't Eric agree, already, so I just want to get people said. Eric already, Eric already said that he didn't like that because it, it, it was way too late into the film when they showed it. So well, I didn't like the monster. It made me feel like I was watching Alien. Oh, I, I liked like, it. Why? I thought it was yeah. kind of cool. I thought it was – it just changed the tone of the whole thing, I, but that's I me. Will, so. I will say, although it bugged me that we didn't see it until so late – I did actually really enjoy the scene where it was uh, chasing the teacher. Um, I thought that was pretty well done and had some good tension in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, when the lights are coming on in the high school yeah, and yeah. you don't see it. Yeah, I thought that yeah, was that really was cool. great. Yep. That was a really good, good scene. I thought it was an okay design. I felt um, – Yes, yeah, I would concur. About I, it. I, I, I thought – As good as it could have been. I, it, because it's a classical monster and it felt like a modern design. And, like, I'll, I'll think of that um, – uh, I totally get Christy Simon about Alien. Oh, oh, that, that, the Jewish. Mo- yeah, I, I, I get it right now. <laughs> Mike, I brought this up uh, to Barrett or someone earlier, uh, not on this podcast, but off the podcast. That it kind of reminded me of the the one from the Jewish movie we saw earlier this year, uh, but not as good. Yeah, but I'll also <laughs> like say, and because we went for, uh, I'm guessing, I'm guessing the podcast has been going for two hours, and. Uh, you went for an hour and 50 minutes without mentioning Supernatural, and I'm going to bring it up a second time now. It reminded me of, like, the Hellhounds in Supernatural, which is the uh, – well, we're going to have Hellhounds. The, off, we don't have the, the offering. That was the film. But we, but, we don't have, but we don't have the money to pay for the Hellhounds, so <laughs> they're going to be invisible. Right, um, right. And the other one it reminds me of is Forbidden Planet, uh, where you have the monster from the id, and you don't see that. Ever you kind of get an image of it uh, as yeah, it walks yeah, you get to through see it electric field, electrical field, yeah, yeah, or the outline of it, and I and to me that kind of works, but yeah, it does. So, that was and the awesome. monster is conveniently budget friendly for this low budget film, thank God. Um, so I mean that's obvious. I kind of roll my, but I think to some degree it worked. Um, I like it. But I was going to say, so I like. Uh, I uh, I also think when I think of these classes, one of the reasons I like the um, the movie the. Um, uh, the, the the blacksmith and the devil. Uh, if you remember, from oh yeah, yeah, Aramatari, a bastard. The, the, the yeah, Aramatari. Was that was that oh, yeah. they, was that their their devils, their demons looked like they walked off of like 17th century wood carvings or something, right? They looked sure. like yeah. they they just came right out of out of old scripture or, or or not scripture, but you know old 
books and yeah. paintings and, and other stuff. Yeah, and, yeah like, like the devil was or the demon looked like you know the pitchfork goat man, right? Remember that? Yeah, the goat with the with the with the with the spade tail and all the rest. Yeah, so, yeah and I, and I kind of liked that, and I and I yeah, kind of would have liked to see something that didn't look like it walked off of a James Cameron film or some modern sci-fi horror. Well, it, it looked like the the, the the demon from the offering, which was the Jewish film, right? Um, I am trying to remember what it looked like now, and I'm kind of kind of sort of like that. Memory. And that was a, that was a modern kind of thing yeah. for an ancient being as well, but it's right? A, yeah, it's the it's the you know the big mouth, lots of teeth, and you know it's it's. I'm not saying it was a bad design. Um, oh, the I ritual, the it. ritual had a good one. Yes, it was a great one. That was yeah. a great one. Um, but I, so I thought it was fair. I think it was fine. Um, it, it's not it's not going to be like my favorite monster design ever, or it's not you know it, I don't know if it was that memorable. I don't know that I needed to see more of it. I think they for me they kind of revealed and bits and pieces of it throughout, and they kept showing more and more. They were implied more and bit more pieces of it, uh, and I was fine with that. And then you got the final reveal at the end, and, and I was good with that. But if you don't like that, then you, you know, whatever. You don't like it, um, not a big deal. Um, but I said I, it's it's a creature feature. I like creature features, and I like a good creature. This was a decent one. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm glad somebody agreed with me on Alien, and I'm sorry to put that in your head, but that was my first gut reaction when I saw it. It's so fucking hard to come up with a creature design that's not going back to Alien. It really is. Yep, it really is. Like, even in The Quiet Place, it kind of reminded me of Alien. Like, it's, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I would encourage that. It is such a cultural touchstone. It is hard, and um, and it's also... Speaking you know, of Quiet Place, I saw the, the new poster for it was at the theater for the new one coming out. Yeah, we get to And and I don't know if it's the fact that I mean, like if you're into like nature and biology, like I am, it's really hard because you can't see a thing without going, oh, okay, that looks like a sandworm, or okay, that looks, you know, this this reminds me of this, this reminds me of that. The idea of like seeing something that is truly new or different or weird, it, it it's really hard to do it. Um, and like one of the things I always think people miss out on on Alien that makes it creepy is the fact that it doesn't have eyes. Um, yeah. And so just as, we, as soon as you put it, the eyes on it becomes a lot more human. Um, but, you know, I thought, like, Predator, I think the face, the head and face design on that was, was truly alien. It wasn't your typical, like, Star Trek alien. Even though it was a bipedal body, you know, just the the face with the mandibles, I, you know, with the Stan Winston, I thought it was always a great effect. Um, and this was a, uh, a a monster with big mouth and lots of teeth. Like, all right. Uh, any anything else uh, that you wanted to bring up um, related to the film that was on your list that we haven't brought up? Yet? Anyone? I just uh, I just saw that you've uh, greenlighted a sequel to this. Uh, it lives inside two, two alive, two inside. <laughs> Are you are you joking me? Yes, I'm joking. Oh my god, thank God. No wait. It lives inside my sex box is gonna be the second. <laughs> oh, oh, I had to go there, sorry guys. Actually how I'm curious. I have not I've been so freaking busy with um with the, the the class. Um what are the how is this done in the box office? Anyone know? Uh three million dollars. Three million dollars. Huh. Is that, good? that was bad for the for the week, yeah. 
Yeah. If you go to Mojo, whatever it's called, something. Because I saw it in a packed theater Saturday night. Oh, really? I saw it, I saw it with nobody. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. the rest of us saw it in empty theaters. Yeah. yeah. I think this is the first time ever I saw a film throughout the entire film that no one other person came in. Because at least times when I'm I'm the only one, someone will eventually pop in at some point. But now so I also was for me. I don't know if you got when you guys went, but it was also the weekend of Rosh Hashanah too. So I, I mean, there was nobody. Like I was completely alone. Well, but Mike Mike had it packed. I had a packed theater, and he's yeah, in New York. There's even more New York. We can, there. We got plenty yeah. of Jews here. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> I mean, we got a lot of Jews here in, in New England, but 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 uh, Mike Mike said his it was packed. Mine had zero. Uh, but but then again, I I started on Sunday night, so maybe it was because of Sunday night. I don't know. Uh, Sunday night's never a good night. Saturday night is, and that's when we went to see it was Saturday night. Yeah, so I, I'm like Eric. I try to avoid. <laughs> I avoid Fridays and Saturdays. <laughs> People well, suck. I would have liked to go to at a different time, uh, but. I, I, yeah, Friday night I was just dead tired because um, it had been a long week last week. It's um, just because so we're doing the whole. It came in seventh, and so oh, and no, we couldn't go six. earlier on Saturday because Pam had to watch her football game. Pam had to what? Had to watch her college football game. Gotcha. What college? Rutgers. Uh, Illinois. Illinois. Gotcha. Um, so uh, yeah, so it it didn't do that well. Uh, though you had a, a, a film, a big theater. My, and my, you know what? Where I went, they must have knew the film wasn't going to do anything because it was like the, the literally the smallest theater in, yeah. in the building. Well, we were so, in theater fourteen. It's they, we were definitely in the in the which is actually most of the films I go see now. Anytime I see a horror film, it's almost one of the ones that are in the downstairs level, which are the smaller theaters, because I'm mostly yeah. seeing small horror films. Yeah. Right. Well, this yeah, one was, was yeah too. theater three, and. This one did get a lot of promotion, but but uh, they decided that I guess it, it wasn't tracking, and so they probably just dumped it in the teeny theater. If we're, well, if we're I could out meaningless, meaningless theater numbers. Mine was in theater seven, <laughs> which is the one that's right next to the big uh, Emax fake IMAX theater. Um, so it's one of their big ones. Yeah, I just think it's I think it's interesting because I could tell from. The number of times a day they were showing it and the theaters they were in, that that's why I rushed out the first weekend because I said, okay, I could already tell. I'm like, they're going to give this like five days and then it's going to vanish. And I really wanted to see it in the theater. Um, So I was like, okay, I better just go. So that's why, because I can kind of tell. And there's other movies that I want to go see. And sometimes, and it's like, oh, shit. Like, you can tell, oh, here's one showing every night, you know, for three days, and then it's gone. Yeah. So, yeah. I think they already know or somehow, or they – I don't know how that whole system well, works. Well, there's – they do they do tracking ahead at times, sorry, polls, what are the advanced yeah. ticket sales. They get yeah. an idea. They And, you know, and they look at what – oh, what film did this at this time of year that was similar to that one. There's all sorts of, like – Things and they're 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 often wrong, but they're not often wrong. You know, they're oh, it right, did right. a little better. It did like ten percent better than expected, or it, or it like this, but it was twenty percent worse than expected. Or but like and sometimes they're just like shell shocked. Like the uh, the Flash movie was like is like the the biggest financial loss of a comic book ever, and they people were thinking that it would do well because you know you had Michael Keaton back and. 
You know, no, it yeah. bombed. It bombed. It bombed hard. Um, yeah, it really yeah, because it was hit. already. Yeah, yeah. That, that, there's a lot of reasons why that. There may have, there's many reasons why that film bombed. Oh, there are, but yeah. <laughs> and, and, well, well, because yeah, it's how do you judge the Ezra Miller thing? And I don't remember what the predictions were, but there were hopes for it like, going into the beginning of the year that it was going to be one of the biggest movies of the summer. They definitely promoted it. They definitely like, they had the action, you know, everything on time. And even if it was a bad film, maybe it would have made money. It, but that Ezra Miller thing that just that dragged on for so long, dude. It was like, that, oh my that, god, that didn't help. No, not at all. Although I'm also always curious how many people actually pay attention to that, because I know people have no idea what was going on with that. Um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. That's so, a good question. Yeah. So, like, I, 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 mean, I know people, like, obsess over these things, and, like, I see people talk about, well, how are they going to resolve the fact that you have this character, actress or actor playing the same character in the new DC movies, and they were in the old DC movies? It's like, because most people don't give a shit. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> they really don't. Yeah, you can you can, um, recast, you can recast people. You can recast. Well, well, it's not there's a new movie continuity. It's not. It's like how could right. this person have been in the Henry Cavill yeah, Superman? So now they're going to be. Uh, yeah. All right. So I think I think since we're not talking about this film anymore, we could probably uh, say that we're, we're done. To, uh, uh, everybody. Oh, well, and, and we're at two mm-hmm. hours. Yeah. Yeah. So so um, since we're at two hours, we don't have time to uh, do our. Uh, uh, what yeah, we got in our two supernatural references. We're good. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so uh, either way, uh, we can probably give our final thoughts on this film here. But before we do, uh, Eric, uh, you do another podcast with your buddy Dan? I do. It's a general interest podcast called the Scansity Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can find it wherever you get podcasts. And uh, Barrett, uh, myself, you, Sean, Fox, and Kevin Letts are doing a TV podcast right now. What's that all about? Uh, Bo Hancock and the One Piece. We are doing a review of the new One Piece show on Netflix, even though it dropped the whole season at once. We are doing a weekly episode uh, review, um, and it's probably going to be my number one show of the year when we get to the end of the year. I doubt anything else is going to beat it. I would concur with that statement. Um, and uh, Mike, uh, me, you, Barrett, Kevin Letts, Amy Rain. Uh, Sean Fox uh, did a, a podcast recently. Uh, what's that all about? What, what, what's the – not the topic yet, but, but the podcast itself, and, and what are the topics that we're, we're – uh, Yeah, it's uh, – okay, because my, my, my brain is totally fried. Uh, Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews uh, and uh, is the name of the show, and it's uh, where I guess the uh, – that is the uh, equivalent of the potpourri category in Jeopardy. So I've used the term potpourri <laughs> twice now in this podcast. If you had that as your word of the day, congratulations, you're a winner. Um, right, because it's just something that it, it can be a catch-all. And uh, certainly the last film that I reviewed with you was a catch-all because um, it was a superhero film, and that was the James Gunn Suicide Squad, which was done as a uh, to lead into the uh, – uh, the Peacemaker TV series that was for HBO Max, which uh, I, I've looked is actually the best reviewed thing from the DC Universe if you look on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and deserves so. Wait, what, what do you mean? The Peacemaker? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, uh, to get the Taylor Swift sexy butt. Taylor Swift sexy yeah. butt. It's, not, it's not by a lot. It's like 95% versus 94 or something like for like The Suicide Squad. Um, and. Uh, but yeah, that's it's 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 number one, and it's it's a good show, and we're going to be looking forward to talking about it. It's Absolutely, fun. it's fun. Oh, and and it, Phil said earlier that that episode, that episode of the Suicide Squad is in the top ten of our podcast this month. 
Yes, yes, it's. Uh, it, it was. I think it was number two right now. The, the second uh, in the past thirty days, it's the second highest uh, uh, listened to podcast episode. Yeah, and, I, and I, recommend, I recommend watching Peacemaker. You will believe an eagle can cry. I'm, that's all I'm saying. It's just uh... <laughs> there you go, there you go. Uh, yep, and that'll be coming out. Uh, we're going to set up a date for uh, uh, October uh, since October is uh, literally. Uh, Two days away, or three days away. Uh, and uh, Eric, uh, there's a podcast that me, you, and Mike do that's kind of been joked as a Tom Cruise fan club podcast, but what's that all called? <laughs> what is it all about? Uh, that is called Cinema a la Carte. Uh, it is a show that we attempt to do monthly with limited success, um, <laughs> where we cover movies that don't really fall under the dark discussion umbrella. Um, so we have done several Tom Cruise movies, and we're about to do another. Uh, oh, uh, that reminds me, did the uh, check clear from the Church of Scientology? Yeah, not yet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, we've done a variety of movies on that show, including uh, Disney Pixar Inside Out, um, Flash Gordon, uh, Stylet, uh, and a bunch of others. So uh, check that out. Indeed. And uh, Chrissy, you do things. I do. I do. I do too many things. Um, you can, I write a lot of short fiction and I also edit a magazine called 34 Orchard and you can find out more about me at christypetersonschoonover.com. And that's right. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's enough. Uh, yeah, too much. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so uh, let's get into our final thoughts on this film here called It Lives Inside. So uh, let's have you, Eric. Uh, I thought this this isn't a great movie, but I thought it was a decent movie. Um, I liked it, but I wouldn't rush out to theaters to, to see it. You can wait for rental or streaming. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. I liked it. All right, uh, Mike. I liked it. Um, it. It's it was a fun film for me. I understand uh, why you might think it's slow. It is a little slow. Um, but to me, it was a film that had some thoughts, had some ideas, and we're filtering them through in a horror fashion. But it did it in a way that was not, you know, your sort of I'm um, taking myself very seriously because I'm elevated horror kind of way. Um, I, I, I still had fun with it. And like I said, I, I always appreciate seeing something like this from a different cultural perspective. And I also appreciate um, that's creature feature. And I like seeing creature features in theaters and not just on uh, Hulu or Shudder. So, yeah, I liked it. All right. All right, Chrissy. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I would recommend it. I think this is one of those movies that if you want to look for a bunch of stuff under the surface, you can definitely find it. If you just want to go watch it and have some fun, you can do that too. Uh, I am also going to share the opinion, though, that it it is perfectly fine to not rush to theaters to see this. I think this would make a really nice, like, Saturday night at home, I just want to watch a fun horror movie for a couple of hours and, like, ooh, here it is on streaming. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my recommendation. I liked it, so. All right, sounds good. Uh, for me, uh, yeah, this film was rubbish. Garbage. Don't watch it. It's terrible. Barrett. Um, yeah, for me, I thought 
you know, before we started this, I couldn't quite pinpoint what I disliked about the film, but I think throughout this conversation, it's kind of brought it together for me. And I, I like the underlying story ideas, but I just didn't feel it was presented well, and it kind of bored me. Um, I wouldn't suggest seeing it in the theater, but unlike Skinamarink, I would maybe watch this movie again to see if I could appreciate it a little more watching it a second time. And I would never watch Skinamarink again. <laughs> what, about, what about bad things? I would never watch that movie again either. <laughs> I didn't even want to talk about that one because I picked it. <laughs> uh, fair enough, fair enough. Um, all right, so uh, once again, uh, this film here, uh, It Lives Inside. It Lives Inside was directed by Michelle Duda and written by Michelle Duda based on a story by Michelle Duda and Ashish Mehta. Uh, produced by Raymond Mansfield and Sean McKittrick for Neon, uh, which actually, uh, yeah, they have uh, a bunch of big films. Uh, or I went to their website while we were talking. Um, but uh, some of them good, some of them bad. Um, actually, one of the films uh, they, they did, uh, me and Barrett and Sean Fox did as part of the LGBTQ month, uh, that one with Kate Winslet and Sharon. Oh, oh that one. Yeah, yeah that was bad one. just yeah, okay was, as well. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was mediocre. Uh, but it also starred, the film stars Megan Suri, Nehru Bajwa, Mohana Krishnan, Vic Sahe, Gage Marsh, Beatrice Kitsos, and Betty Gabriel. Uh, the film is at theaters as of September 28th, 2023, as we record this. And, uh, yeah, um, check it out if you're interested, or wait for it, or just skip it. Uh, and with all that stated, Eric, what are you this out? All right, thanks for tuning in. Let's just talk about It Lives Inside. Come back next week. We'll have another topic. Topic.